0: working on that sound check mm-hmm. check that microphone
1: just waiting on Facebook
0: what Facebook's taking forever. Where is Mark Zuckerberg Bo Jackson where you at bro I put it out in the universe for a long time. I got nothing back yet. All right Mark we're live. Bo Jackson. I summons Bo Jackson. Vincent Edward Jackson. How do we get him on the podcast? Oh man. Well, anyway. Just sitting here looking at my rookie card of Bo Jackson and uh wishing he was here with me. I think that we should be together, Bo. If you know I Maine. Anyway. Yeah. All right, we're live in a bunch of different spots. YouTube is powerproject.live. For those of you that are watching right here on uh, Instagram Live, I'm going to part ways with this in a minute because this is this is cheap. This doesn't give you the best audio quality. If you want the best audio quality, go over to Facebook. You can check, check me out on Facebook Live, or you can also check me out on YouTube Live, which is powerproject.live. Uh, i'm here today with my favorite person in the world myself and i'm gonna have my brother on probably in a little while but i wanted to go over some shit first uh before he comes in and just fucking ruins everything because he's a boar and he's got to name the boar because he's like a wild pig and he can make a fucking mess of this place in a second and i don't want that to happen so we're gonna um we're gonna keep it keep it simple first uh, first and foremost, uh, I am doing a bodybuilding show. Some of you guys might've heard, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit here on the podcast before when we had, uh, Hani Rambod on Rambod. What a great name. God, I'm jelly of that. I always, every time I hear it, I just think Ramrod though. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was just thinking other areas of my life where I'm jealous of other people, you know? Bigger dicks and things like that come to mind. Goddamn (laughs) Pornhub. I got to get, I got to get off of there. I mean, I'm getting off on there, but I, I I got to get, I mean, I got to stay away from it, I guess. (laughs) I guess is what I mean. mean.
1: They're on performance enhancing.
0: Oh, Oh, I tell my wife all the time. Those guys aren't real. I mean, it's not real. Like, babe, listen, it's not real. There's
1: a a documentary talks about
0: it. Yeah, there's no recall. way There's no way uh, somebody has a penis that's over five inches long. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just absurd. What would be the there's, use of there's that? There's a couple anomalies out there. Yeah. What are you trying to like snake the toilet or something? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> snake the sink and plunge the toilet. I don't know what's going on with that. But anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I'm doing a batty building show and uh, Hanny is helping me out. And he's helped me with diet stuff. And uh, I am eating carbs and everyone's all up in arms because they see the oats and the rice and everything. But um, I have a half cup of rice like twice a day and I got some oats in the morning. So yay is me. Uh, 150 grams or maybe on a high carbohydrate day, if there even is one. I don't really even have one, but I might uh, just because I'm fat end up at 200 grams. But it's still really low, but it's definitely not keto because the fat is out the window. The carbohydrates are... Uh, a source of fuel um and i'm doing a bunch of other weird stuff like taking like a pump formula before i work out and stuff like that i never i've never messed with any of that stuff before the short rest intervals is a real kick in the balls but i really like it um when jay cutler is here um and other bodybuilders that we've talked to stan efforting phil heath and uh Hani himself, who's been a, uh, a, trainer of champions for a long time. And, uh, Charles Glass, who we've rubbed elbows with before. All these guys have been kind of saying that for a long time, that you stimulate growth hormone that way. Um, and that you, um, uh, you know, you, you stimulate basically a lot of things that can help you burn fat, can help you upregulate carbohydrates. Uh, it's really just kind of almost like the pump, you mm-hmm. know, I don't think the pump is always a true indication of, uh, having a great workout, but, um, I think that in a lot of cases to get muscle size and get your muscles to grow, uh, I think that you do need to get a pump at least occasionally.
1: Yeah. So is that different than just like a pre-workout or is it like a combination of pre-workout and then whatever the pump actually is? <sighs>
0: I think it's just things that enhance whatever way you naturally get pumped. So I don't even really know what's in this stuff. Mm -hmm. I've been out of the supplement game for a long time. I haven't really looked into any supplements in a, in a while. Um, other than just, uh, some of our own protein powder. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there I'm, I'm pretty much like I got vitamins and minerals and I take those based off of my blood work, but I really try to get everything from food and that whole thing, uh, ends up being a, huge discussion but uh Mm -hmm. if you ever listen to the podcast that we did with sean baker he alluded Mm -hmm. to the fact that your recommended daily allowance is kind of a thing of bullshit because it's a recommended daily allowance for the standard american diet which is just people not eating very well just people eating like shit basically um and when it comes to something like vitamin c they might say you need x amount but they don't nobody really knows Mm -hmm. like no one it's unfortunate um guys like charles poloquin you know he'll know because he's done some of his own research over a long period of time but other people have you know most most of the time people don't know it's a real uh crapshoot that's sometimes why i think calories are you know like uh debatable um they are a tool and uh it's always a good idea to recognize that people that are heavy uh probably have to figure out ways of eating less but they are bigger. When someone's 300 pounds versus 150 pounds, the person big, that's bigger and that has a metabolic, uh, has created a metabolic disorder at this point, um, has some really intense cravings. And they want to eat more food because they're bigger. Um, did they get bigger because they ate more food? Yeah, sure. They did. But calories, in my opinion, are just not that accurate. It's not as simple as like, oh, I'm going to cut this out and this is going to happen. Um, especially when you're behind, when you're already behind, I think the key is, uh, is sound nutrition and not necessarily, uh, just eating less. I think it starts with depending on the person, but I think in general, it starts with a 10 minute walk and you, uh, you bring in things from there, 10 minute walk, add more water, uh, sleep more. And then from there, it's like kind of debatable on what the fuck to do (laughs) from that point on. But if you can figure out you know, getting on a war on carbs or something like that, it could really build momentum and, and, uh, create the discipline that's necessary to get to a point where I've gotten where now I can eat some carbs. It's not a big deal, but also I'm still not disciplined enough because if it wasn't for the bodybuilding show, then I probably wouldn't be able to do this diet anyway. And I'd probably still come off it and eat stuff that I shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm.
1: But with like a, uh, like say a ketogenic diet, it's just going to force you to not eat shitty carbs. Um, would you say that the benefit of a ketogenic diet is more of like getting the fats in or just the fact that people are removing a ton of bad carbs from their diet?
0: I think in general that the benefits of food, uh, really come in the most when you just don't eat stuff, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you don't yeah. eat certain things. I think the, uh, abstaining from eating food, not all food, but abstaining from eating foods that are unhealthy, I think is more powerful than trying to take in healthy foods. Mm-hmm. I think it, um, We've just seen it time and time again. You know, if you, if you go on a low carb diet and you still have crystal light and you still have all these other things in there, or even if you go on a bodybuilding diet, which is just a low fat, high carbohydrate, high protein diet, Mm -hmm. you can have artificial sweeteners. You can have all these different things in there. You're still going to get in better shape. What that does for you, you know, 50 years down the road or 30 years down the road is a little bit hard to, to say,
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but. Fuck man, Jay Cutler looked great when he was here, didn't yeah, he? Like, yeah, he 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 looked awesome. And he he was saying he still wants to, to size down, but he looked awesome. And there's a lot of bodybuilders that do that. Now there's there's also the kind of the knucklehead bodybuilders that are that are just not on that level, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Jay Cutler's very smart. Phil yeah. Heath is very smart. And uh, you, you know we don't know we don't know the cost of of admission for right. uh, entry into uh, the Mr. Olympia contest. You know we right. don't know what that. We don't really know what that looks like, but um,
1: yeah, that's something I wanted to ask Phil. Was like, dude, okay, you're gonna you're gonna win ten in a row. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like ten years from now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think everyone's scared. I think everyone's kind of terrified. Are yeah. they gonna end up like uh, Ronnie Coleman? Ooh, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and uh, Ronnie Coleman is amazing. Cause Ronnie Coleman still seems like a very happy person, but. Uh, it sucks, man. The guy's in a lot of pain. We need mm-hmm. to figure out a way to help that guy. And I think we should figure out a way to get him some Kratom.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that would be a good start. We can get it to our boy, big J and we can start to help that guy out. Cause Ronnie Coleman's had a huge impact, mm-hmm. huge, huge, positive impact on so many people's lives. And, um, I, I just know that he's in pain just from the yeah. people that we talk to, but there's going to be a price to pay. I mean, look at Muhammad Ali, right? I mean, there's going to be. There's going to be certain situations also too, with Ronnie Coleman, it's like maybe Ronnie Coleman was going to be that way anyway. When he's 80, it just happened a lot sooner because of the the lifting and stuff. I don't really even know what, what happened with him, uh, to be totally honest. I just know he's had bad hips. He's had surgeries and stuff, but, Mm -hmm. uh, there's some people that have surgeries and seem like they're okay. And there's other people that really, uh, suffer.
1: Yeah. So going back to you and your diet, um, are you still implementing uh, intermittent, intermittent fasting?
0: There's no room for that. You, when, you do a body, when you do a bodybuilding style diet, you, you start to not have room for certain things.
2: Damn.
0: Somebody might say, oh, well, what about, um, you know, what about having a, a protein bar?
2: <laughs>
0: you literally don't have room for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Depending on how far out you start your diet, um, you have five to seven meals a day. This is something I find really interesting you have five to seven meals a day. When Jay Cutler was here, we were like seven meals. Whoa. Right. Yeah. Stan Efferding said eight a lot of times because <laughs> Stan has a really fast metabolism, but the average person has about 15. They eat about 15 times a day. No way. <laughs> so they got, they got Jay Cutler beat all the hell. Dude. And if you mix that in with the way that people eat, you know, they're, they're late. They, um, uh, They probably don't even eat breakfast sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe they grab a donut or like they, there's not even eating real food, Mm -hmm. but there's stuff in their face 15 times a day. I even thought about that for myself. I was like, wow, even if uh, how strict I am, like occasionally I'll, you know, eat a carrot or eat it. Like I'm just eating something else. And I'm like, I could, I could definitely do a better job of that. I'm just not even mindful of it because I've been trying to figure out ways of like blunting and halting. These hungers and these cravings, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, this is better than that, but remember Stan was saying, uh what was it the scenario he said, uh bad, better, best, uh, right, good, better, best, yeah, there you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and uh, when you take that scenario in, like is that best you know is it best to to munch on food while you're cooking your food? probably not, mm-hmm. probably best is to wait till your food's done, right, yeah, and so uh yeah, all those kind of things have um has popped, have popped up into my head Mm -hmm. along with, um, just some other shit I've been thinking about. My brother's here in town and, uh, we're working on our keto movie with our boy, uh, Greg Young. And, uh, Greg is somebody that, um, has been a big French fry guy like yourself. He loves the friend, loves to get after those French fries. Mm -hmm. We got him, uh, going on the war on carbs and he's doing great. He's lost about 20 pounds or so. He looks
1: awesome. We were, uh, when we were filming brian shaw prepping for the arnold mm-hmm. you know I, I hung out with him and boar for what it was like two three days straight and when uh greg walked into the gym yesterday i was like dude i didn't even recognize you You look like a different person yeah I like i only
0: knew because of your haircut <laughs> and yeah. he starts laughing he's like i've had this my whole life and uh people get all upset yeah, he has had the same hair yeah. actually there's a great story <laughs> about that his hairdresser <laughs> he went to a hairdresser one time and they wouldn't give him his haircut they told him that he that it looks awful <laughs> <laughs> how depressing is that yeah but i think i think almost any ailment can be associated with fitness and can be associated with uh, with our food yeah uh, i he, really do
1: yeah he said um i mean hopefully he's okay with me sharing this but he said he hadn't felt or hasn't been this uh weight or this thin since like high school and, right and then he had like some back issues just like me and i'm like so how's that And he's like it's way better now like, yeah. funny how that works he's like no but it, it's not just that my attitude's better mm-hmm. like i just i feel better like inside and out it's crazy and so it, it's fucking awesome to see him now like the way he is right now
0: i think food can help so many different things you yeah. know I, I don't know if he brought it up to you he's probably embarrassed to say it but he told me about his impotence too no i'm mm-hmm. just kidding <laughs> but food your food can really help with with, with such a variety of things um how much working out how much fitness and how much lifting and all these different things can sit here and kind of debate that a lot. But I do think that most of us would agree, uh, that food is a, is a huge component. Sleep is a huge component and these things need to be figured out. So me and my bro are working on trying to tackle that freaking monster. Um, in addition to that, there were some things I wanted to go over and that's, that's why we uh, hopped on here today. Um, today was a busy day. I, I got up, banged out my cardio. I guess it was busy cause I made myself busy cause I didn't have to do that, but that's what I wanted to do. And we'll get to that in a minute. Wants and needs. Um, after that, um, uh, had some breakfast, came here to the gym and did some squats with my brother and, uh, Ryan Spencer. And then, uh, I actually missed a squat with 225 pounds. I was busting out some reps and, uh. I just completely lost all feeling in my legs. And the last time that I lost all feeling in my legs like that was when I tried to squat 1,085. And uh, that was the last time I missed a squat. I haven't missed a squat since. So that was uh, weird and interesting. But a lot of it has to do with the fast pace uh, of the workout. So I did like 405, I think, for uh, a set of like five or six or something, or maybe it was actually only three or four. I can't even remember. But I know that I went up in weight a little bit. haven't handled anything heavy in a squat in a while. Squat strength is definitely way down. Strength in general is way down. People ask me about that a lot. But I've never been. I'm lighter now than I was when I was 16 years old. So uh, it's just different and weird right now. (laughs) Um, But then from there, we moved on to uh, uh, some trap bar deadlifts. And from there, we moved on to some leg press. From there, we moved on to doing some back work and some planks and stuff. And then we were done. But it was a, a just a brutal workout. And uh, my bro, he squatted uh, 315 for a few sets of 10, squatting onto a backs. And uh, he did really well also. And Ryan was just tearing it up. He squatted 405 for 10.
1: Dude, the savage.
0: He showed all of us up and, yeah. and crushed us again. Um, the pace is crazy though, cause it's like we go right from squats and while, you know, while the squat is like being broken down or just about to be broken down and done with and the trap bars being set up and as soon as that's, uh, over with, and we're going right into the leg press, we're transitioning quickly. And I think people in general can do a better job of that in their day-to-day life. Not, not only just in the gym, but when it comes to training in the gym, when you go from like the squat rack to the next thing. That's a really important transition time to where you can really start to get the most bang for your buck and you can really start to, uh, get some really good exercise in and the density of your workout is going to kind of shape the way that you're built. It's going to shape and, uh, continue to help your progress. But if you kind of are lollygagging around and you, you lose like your pump, Mm -hmm. Uh, or you just, uh, you lose your warmth, even like you're nice and warm and everything feels pretty good. And you got talking to somebody for 20 minutes, it can really, uh, set you down a wrong, the wrong path and it just doesn't, doesn't feel good anymore. And it's hard to inertia is the hardest thing you'll ever have to deal with just getting started. So don't take that lightly. You got started. You got that far. You, you got to the gym. It was something that you really wanted to do. you made it that far. And now. You can't let anything interrupt it or impede it. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I think uh, body language too, right? I think uh, we need to pay more attention to body language because I'm the worst at that. <laughs> I get tired
0: and, and I start wanting to like fall over and whatnot. Yeah, body language and, and uh, facial expressions and stuff. For those that are listening on Instagram, I'm going to pop off here. If you want to continue to follow, you can check it out on Facebook Live. You can also check us out, powerproject.live. Bye. Um, yeah, that's a huge thing. And, and uh, that, again like so many of these things they transfer over into life
2: mm-hmm.
0: when you're talking uh to your boss about a new concept or new idea um poker face that shit man like don't you know don't uh poo poo an idea um you may have suggestions on how the idea could be better how the idea could be different um uh, but there's no reason to uh squirm like you're a bug under a magnifying glass you know um Take your time to understand the information that's given to you. And then same thing in the gym. When you're, when you're training, um, take your time to process what it is that you're doing. Try to breathe, try to calm yourself down. All this stuff can be very painful. Yeah, it can, it can hurt, but pain is like the ingredient that we're looking for. And in this recipe, if you don't have pain, then you're not going to have progress. There has to be some, like you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be in uh, in pain, like because you tore something or anything. But there's going to be a lot of discomfort going on mm-hmm. um, for for a champion for somebody that wants to be better. Um, exercise doesn't even really start until things get to be painful. Everything else is kind of just a warm up, right? So things have to kind of hurt. Things have to uh, have to be hard. Things have to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, if you've got training partners. It's important for you to be up for them too. It's right. important for you to, um, think about like, uh, you know, if you were going to get into a fight or you or something where you were going to be scared, you know, if there's some scenario where you're going to be, you're, you're in war, you're in battle of some sort and you're going to be, uh, terrified. It doesn't do me any good to have you all frantic or, or <laughs> vice versa. Right. right? Like right. if I'm like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what to do. You know, if I'm freaking out, mm-hmm. well then now you're like, fuck. Yeah. But if we're like, all right man, this is going to be like look at each other in the eyes, this is going to be fucking hard, but we got to, you know, we right. got to figure this out, right? Yeah. So
1: right as Smokey's going for a big bench, I'm going to be like, "Hey, what happens if it falls out of your hands though?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy. And so, you know, in, in your training and in your effort to be better and in your effort to make progress, I talked before on the podcast about um the ingredients that would go into um being successful. The ingredients of being successful, you know, are, are things such as progress, right? And how do you get progress? The only way you get progress is by doing stuff and trying new things and continuing to, uh, move into different things and try different things and continue to, to work as hard at those things you can over a period of time, you refine those things, you become more efficient at those things. And it's not always just about plowing forward as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, you're going to want to not, you know, at some point you're going to want to work on being more efficient at what it is that you're doing Right. and you can streamline stuff and you can have time for other things. You can have time for your ideas. You can have time for the things that you really want to do and not be so tied down all the time to the things that you have to do. A big piece of this puzzle is to do the things that you don't want to do when you don't normally want to do them. You have to kind of force yourself to do those things, but the things that you want the things that you want will always be there as long as you're handling all the shit that you need to do. And that gets to be really hard because the things that we want to do can be distracting. Distraction is, uh, is King, you know, distracting you from stuff, distracting you from your goal. Um, the ultimate warrior refers to it as Mr. Resistance. And I think it's, that's a, that's a really outstanding, uh, message. You know, Mr. Resistance is waiting for you. The second Mm -hmm. that you, you, not even, not even, he's not even waiting for you the second that you, uh, you get up. He's, he's, he's waiting for you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, every night when you go to bed, you know, because Mr. Resistance is the, is the voice that tells you I should stay up and I should watch this. This is going to be kind of cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I should watch the 60 minutes thing and it's going to go until, because you recorded it or whatever, it's going to go till 11. You shouldn't watch it. You mm-hmm. should fucking go to bed because the 60 minutes episode has nothing to do with with your goals. And yeah, we need leisure and we need fun. Um, but just like with food, we don't need it every goddamn turn during the day. You know, what's more important. Is is it more important, uh, for you to wake up early and get the things that you have to do done? Or is it more important for you to fuck around with the things that you want to do? I always hear people, what I, I need, I need to unwind
1: though. Like I need to like, I'll I'll get all that shit done later. But right now, (laughs) This, yeah, This episode of 13 Reasons Why is about to pop off and I, uh-huh. I just, I need to relax and unwind because I had a shit day.
0: Right. Well, I think you'll become on, if you'll become, uh, you'll, you'll be tired and fatigued plenty and you'll be unwound if you continue to do the things that you need to do. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're going to be fucking beat. Like yeah. a lot of people have a hard time going to sleep. Unless you have a hard time going to sleep because mm-hmm. you're you ain't doing shit. Uh, yeah (laughs) because you're occupying yourself with stuff that's distracting you Mm -hmm. things that are um you and i were talking you were like i've been trying to be off my phone as much as possible i wish there was like man well maybe there already is but i wish there was uh an app on your phone that like showed you how much you're on it how much you're off of it you know yeah um
1: well it's funny because uh you hear a lot of people they say like oh man the second i go i hit the bed all of a sudden all these thoughts run through my head you know i i can't i keep overthinking everything it's like well yeah because you haven't been alone by yourself for a second the entire time you've been awake Mm -hmm. you've been balls deep in your phone or you've been talking to somebody or you're at work or you're doing this or that like go go close yourself in a room like in the dark for five minutes and see how many of those thoughts you can get out before you go to bed
0: yeah it's it's called making yourself busy yeah you know, you're, you're making, you're making yourself busy and you're causing a lot of these, uh, problems yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talked to Phil Heath, Phil Heath said when he's training and having a bad session, he sometimes just looks in the mirror and, you know, he'll go, he'll just go into the bathroom. So there's not other people around and he'll just look at himself. He'll just mm-hmm. stare at himself. And you saw his stare.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He almost <laughs> killed me. <laughs> I know he almost <laughs> killed you,
0: but he'll just stare at himself and he'll say, what the fuck are you doing right now yeah you want to be the greatest bodybuilder of all time you're hunting down lee haney and you're hunting down ronnie coleman and you're having a shit workout and the mr olympic contest is 10 weeks out and i mean those are conversations that you have to have with yourself and i think that people think that when you do that kind of stuff that you're like a maniac and that you're not having any fun well life is always more fun when you're winning who, who had a big smile at the, you know, the end of the game, uh, with the, uh, Golden State Warriors and Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Everybody on, everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody on the Golden State Warriors, right? Yeah. Cause life is a lot more fun when you're winning, but what were the sacrifices, right? Like what were the things that those right. guys, those guys all agreed, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And the Cavs, they couldn't do shit. I mean, you can sit there and, you could sit there and make excuses and say, "Oh, well, Kevin Durant, like, you know, there's been people saying he's like fucked up the entire NBA because of mm-hmm. uh for going to the Warriors." Yeah, for going to the Warriors. But I mean, realistically, we've seen teams try to make like dream teams before and it mm-hmm. hasn't it doesn't always work. Yeah. It didn't work right away for LeBron when he went with uh Dwayne Wade. It took it, it took, took a s- couple years. Yeah. yeah, it took some time. All these things take time. They always take work, but you know, something to keep in mind and I think this is something that um you know, I, I've, I've given that cutting corner speech a lot. And, um, it's something I'm passionate about because it's something I, I suffer from it. I cut corners all the time. Uh, we all do. Mm-hmm. We all cut corners all the time. But if you, if you stop cutting corners and you go around those corners, that's where all the good shit is. That's where all the victories are found. And you're not going to find a victory just by going around one corner. You have to go around multiple corners multiple times day in and day out and week in and week out and you still might not win
1: yeah but when it comes to like you know doing the gym stuff to rolling it over into work stuff um i i know the like doing this podcast isn't like a burden on you or anything like that but like say today's meeting that you were that you know we all had this morning how hard was it to come to work and to be a part of that meeting and do this podcast after you did all those squats this morning You know, like compared all that to those squats, which one was harder?
0: You know, I, I say it all the time. Do more, be more. The more that you do, the more you can handle. Do more, become more. Mm -hmm. Um, the more that you're participating and the more stuff that you're doing, the easier it is to handle all that. You can kind of think about it like, um, just, just like being in shape, just like being conditioned. Uh, how hard is it to get through a, uh, bodybuilding workout, then do a bunch of cardio and then, you know, end the workout with, uh, a CrossFit workout or something, right? <laughs> like it, it's, yeah, it's a killer, mm-hmm. but if you're in shape, it's not a problem. Yeah. Go hang out with Rich Froning for a couple of days and, <laughs> and see how bad you get just absolutely destroyed or Matt Frazier, some of these, some of these high level CrossFit people or, uh, our buddy, um uh, just train, he hung out with, uh, Brooke Wells and he got his ass ass kicked by her. (laughs) I mean, she's, these people are, they're in great shape, but it kind of goes to show you, uh, that there's a, um, I think what people have a hard time understanding is a lot of this is about recovery. Um, and people will kind of think, oh, well, if I, you know, if I go to my son's baseball game and then I, and then, uh, even though his game's going to end at 8 PM, if I try to go to the gym, it's going to be. And it's going to be too late. And then they're gonna, they're just kind of like making all these excuses on why they're so jammed up. And it's like, well, maybe if you took a step back and recognized that going to bed at 12 to try to get a training session in at nine or whatever it would be um, and having a pre-workout at 8 p.m. after the game's over or whatever, it's probably not a great idea because it's going to set a cascade of problems mm-hmm. that you can't recover from. But if you thought about it on Monday and the game was on Tuesday, then you could have planned properly to be in position to where you could probably train in the morning where you could easily shift it to a different day. And you say, you know what? I'm going to be loaded up with some good rest. I'm going to have a great. Instead, you're trying to frantically do it. The workout is shit. You didn't do the five other exercises you wanted to do because it's, uh, 11 PM, right. And it it just sends a, a cascade of problems. I think, you know, if you think of your recovery as being like a sink, I think people don't realize that the, the hole that's in the sink, you can make that a lot bigger by the more stuff that you handle, the more stuff that you do, uh, you can prevent that water from overflowing if you if if the water is like the workload and the drain represents recovery you can um you can increase your workload and you can handle more and more water the sink can handle more water and continue to drain it a lot faster if the drain is simply just larger Mm -hmm. And your recovery rate is not fixed uh your willpower is not fixed your energy is not fixed, it can be, it can become better. When you look at somebody, you're like, oh my God, that guy's got some uh, really crazy amount of energy. Mm-hmm. What well, person has built it up over a long period of time? People build themselves up in different ways and the willpower, the focus, um, Phil Heath was talking about that a lot. You know, he was like, I wasn't, you know, wasn't always this way. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't always like this. I've heard Arnold Schwarzenegger talk about it. He's like, I wasn't confident. I didn't believe in myself, but mm-hmm. Somebody like Arnold, you know, he, he probably transitioned uh, at like nine uh, <laughs> into, um, you know, into, uh, you know, lifting and, and yeah. building up willpower.
1: Yeah. You, I mean, because you hear a lot of people often say like they'll see somebody do like a CrossFit workout and be like, oh, I've just never been able to do that. That's just not in me. I don't have that willpower to do this or that. But you're right. It's built up over time. Yeah, it, how many
0: it, people say I can't? I can't do that without my first cup, without my cup of coffee. That's so stupid. I can't. But yeah. I can't do. You know, I don't. I I don't function well on Mondays. <laughs> oh. I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, right. And you just say you're not a morning person, but when you say you're not a morning person, all that means is you didn't get the eight hours that's required by human beings to get sleep. Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's some people that can probably get seven, and there's, there's some situations where I'm sure that even though despite, uh, so many studies and things like that, there's some situations probably where some people might need a little bit less, but when you say you're not a morning person, it's just because you're going to bed so late. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with your, uh, your physiological state. You're fine. You you can, you could be a morning person because then you dive deeper and you say, oh my God, really? And, uh, you ask the person say, you ever had a flight at 5am, 6am? They're like, yep. Did you miss it? Nope. Weird. Yeah. It doesn't sound like you really have a problem. It just sounds like you like to go to bed later, which all that is fine. Mm -hmm. It's just that you have to figure out ways. How am I going to recover from this? And that's why, as we kind of mentioned in the very beginning, you, you have to really fight to not get stuck. You can't get stuck in any one place. As we were talking about the transitions from one exercise to the next, Mm -hmm. it's, it's critical because what happens, you lose momentum. And I mentioned earlier that the the hardest thing to ever do is just to start something. Once it's started, there is a lot more work to do because now it's like, oh shit, I just started. I've mentioned that before. Our, our boy uh, Nseema just started a podcast. Mm. And then now he's going to be on the hook for continuing that <laughs> podcast all the time, right? Um, but the hardest thing is to start it. A lot of people talk about it and they'll never get it done. Mm-hmm. We've talked a ton about Cowards talk about what they'll never do yeah. because there's a lot of people that will talk about stuff that they're not ever going to do. And that causes so much anxiety. It really, really does. You're, you're better off writing the idea down, um, the shoulds, the coulds, the woulds. Uh, you should, oh, you know what you should do? And it's like, mm-hmm. you know what you should do? You should take that idea and shove it up your fucking <laughs> ass because I have so much other shit that I'm working on all the time. Yeah. And I don't talk about what I should do and what I could do. I'm, I'm talking about where I'm going to be and who I'm going to meet. As I mentioned earlier on this podcast, people sometimes say, why do you wake up so early? And I said, you, you would wake up as early as me if you're going to meet the people I'm going to meet, if you were going to places that I'm going to go. I feel really fucking good every day. I feel really excited about life every day. I feel excited about super training, about slingshot, and about lifting, whether it's bodybuilding or powerlifting or whatever the fuck it is I'm trying to do. I'm super excited about it. And a lot of it has to do with over a long period of time, I started to try to handle more and more things. I tried to handle more work, but also I'm not dumb enough to get stuck. I'm not going to get stuck in a fucking internet fight with somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get stuck uh, rummaging through hateful comments that are going to stir up something else. Mm-hmm. There's things that I do in my daily life. And you hear people ask uh, people that are successful all the time. What's your day? What's your day like? What's your day like? And then somebody will say, well, I, you know, I wake up and I eat breakfast, but they don't talk about the details. They don't talk about some of the little things that they do. Um, and those are the things that can really uh, help somebody. Like for me, I won't look at my phone in my bed because Mm -hmm. I know that I'll, I know that I'll be messing around on it. Mm -hmm. Um, My phone is next to my bed, which that should be the next move is I should just get in the regular alarm clock and keep my phone in my like kitchen, which is downstairs. And I would never fuck with it at all. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be any chance for it to distract me at all. Old school alarm clock. Yeah. Just get an old school alarm clock. Um, There's things that just, I've talked a lot about on the the podcast before about just being conscious, being conscious of what it is that you're doing. Could you be off your phone more? Sure, you you could. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, Am I, you know, the owner of Slingshot and uh, the owner of Super Training? Do I have to be on social media? No, I don't have to be. Uh, does there need to be some representation of what I do and what the brand does on social media? Yes. The, mm-hmm. answer, is, the answer is that uh, it would probably be foolish to ignore social media Yeah, because we've seen spikes in sales when I mention certain things and we, we just know it's good for the brand in general. Um, but that's a place that you can get stuck. We can't a- people can't afford to be stuck. Um, <clears throat> other things I've done in the past too. You know, I might make some notes on a post that I'm going to make. And then I'm like, you know what? The post doesn't have to happen right now. It, it really doesn't, it really doesn't matter that much, even though you want to put the post up. But if, <laughs> when it comes to these kinds of things, sound so stupid to talk about, but when it comes to these kinds of things and you're with Phil Heath or you're with someone, uh, you think people are going to really give a shit about that you're with, snap a picture and say, I'm having a great day. Hope you are too. Done. <laughs> Boom, it's over with. You ain't got to worry about it. And then if you want to do a bigger post about that person, um, think about it later, you know, and, and take some notes and, and it might take you 10 or 20 minutes, but it's, it's a, it it feels a lot better if you have a notepad and a pen than to sit there hunched over on your phone, like Mm -hmm. a goddamn gorilla, trying to type it in and trying to fucking delete it and, and all that stuff. I, I, I know because I've done all that. I've, I've built the entire business off of the phone. Mm i 'm um, just waiting for Apple to hook me up with a <laughs> yeah, scholarship, but, <laughs> but you 're absolutely right, like taking some time
1: away to actually formulate your thoughts um it it helps a ton so even sleeping
0: on it, you know doing it the next day is you know it's huge for your for your brain, yeah, even like you know with like editing right like if you shoot oh, a bunch yeah. of if you shoot a bunch of cool stuff in the gym or even if you shot a couple of cool pictures
2: mm-hmm.
0: be great, grab a notebook, and uh for two minutes, you write down. You know, pick a bore and smelly on the turf. That was good. This was kind of cool. And then you, you go home, go to bed. Next day you you look at the notes and, and there's some information. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, Oh yeah, I wanted to make sure I got those photos touched up or um you want to make sure you Photoshop the shit out of it so we look good. Mm-hmm. And uh, never. that's that, and that's never. And that's what you uh you work on.
1: Yeah. Um The last podcast I had asked you if in regards to obtaining goals and whatnot or setting goals, if it's if it's a good idea to ask or to tell somebody what your goals are. And then just now you said uh, people talk about what they're not going to do. I don't want people to think you're contradicting yourself. Uh, What you're saying right now is don't shout from the top of the buildings like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because you're not going to do any of it. But if you get started mm-hmm. and you tell somebody like, hey, my goal is to lose 10 pounds over the next X amount of months. It's
0: almost, it's almost, you're not even saying anything until you already started. Yeah. Like right. I didn't announce this bodybuilding thing yeah. until I've been doing it for a couple of days because I actually didn't know how it was going to feel, how it going to pan out. What if I tried it for a couple of days and I just really just hated it yeah. or whatever, or like just did, just <clears throat> felt sick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it'd be stupid for me to stick it out just because I, you know, just because I said I, I was going to do it, you know, but yeah you want to tell other people your um you want to tell other people what your goals are. A goal is different than uh you shouting out um uh stuff stuff that you've been stuff that you had in your mind for a long time that you're still never going to act on mm-hmm. you you know that you're not going to act you you know you know in your heart the things that you say that you're not going to you already know that. You're, you really do know, you know, um, you can, you can just tell, like you can sense it when you say it. And then sometimes you say it and you're like, oh, I was kind of dumb. <laughs> but if you, re- if you start to recognize those things more and more, I think it's important because then you, then you don't have to worry about any of those things. Those are things that are not going to happen for now. And maybe you make a note of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, for me, like I, I, I know that I want to bench press 500 pounds again. And, uh, I said that in the gym a couple of days ago and somebody was like, when I was like, I'm not putting any time constraints on it. Cause I, I, it's going to take a while, mm-hmm. you know, like this is going to do, um, pulling my body weight down like this is going to be weird. And then trying to figure out how to get the central nervous system and everything back and, and try to gain some size back. Uh, all that's just going to be a new experience and I, I've never done it before in that way. So I don't really know, uh, how long it's going to take. and so." you know i hope that it happens sometime in like 2019 mm-hmm. um but you you need to be it's weird because in my opinion you need to if you're going to have a great idea or great concept or you're going to be separated out from the crowd what usually separates most people out from a crowd and what separates uh people out from even great people is being uh, like uncompromising and, uh, having, having a, uh, mindset that's irrational. And then it's like, you know, on one hand I might talk about, you need to have rational thought towards your goals. Um, but if you're going to have a great idea, if you're going to be Elon Musk or you're going to mm. be Jeff Bezos, or you're going to be the rock, then a lot of these things have to be irrational. But remember the, uh, we, we got to make a little video of this. Remember what I've talked about before about um, playing uh, Mario Brothers mm-hmm. and uh, having Mario jump onto the uh, flagpole, right? <laughs> you got to time that jump just yeah. right, but you're not going to jump until the last possible second. And if you're going to have irrational thought, it should be something that you're building, you're building towards. Uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, Amazon was started as just a book company, right? They just, they just sold books. Mm. And, uh, he, he probably didn't have a wild hair up his ass to do some of the weird shit he's doing now. He's got some like fucking rocket that he's sending to Mars and like, shit. you know, it's probably just uh penis envy that he has for Elon Musk or mm. whatever. Right. That's some and hair <laughs> up his ass. <laughs> I know it's probably ingrown, you know, it's probably, in, probably ingrown hair or spider bite maybe even who knows. Damn. But, uh, you know, those, um, it's it's important to have uh thoughts that are uncompromising irrational um when it comes to certain things like um you know somebody might say something like you know i really want to um i really want to do a keto diet but i try it and then i you know like i i just have like a little bit of bread here and there but it's probably not mm-hmm. a big deal right like or i eat a little bit you you can't be there's like no such thing as keto ish mm-hmm. you can be you can be like you could do low carb You can do a low carb diet, but then the amount of fat that you take in would have to match up with, uh, how many carbs you're eating, you know? So if you wanted to eat two or 300 grams of carbs a day, like for me, for now, I'm eating about 200 grams of carbs a day. Um, I'm not really sure where the fat, how high the fat is, but it's definitely under a hundred. When I was doing keto, my fat was probably, uh, up around 250 or 300. You're so fat. I know. That's a lot of fat, right? (laughs) and so um, there's gonna have to be adjustments, but you can't like half ass do stuff you can't um you have to you have to do you have to give things uh a hundred percent and it it's just um uh, i just hear i hear it um I hear it way too much, and people talk about how they want to like try all these different things, and it's just like just just start doing yeah, just start getting involved just start. Just start do, just start doing some of these things.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> How similar, or it probably resembles that person in their workplace. Like, yeah, I do keto, but I have bread here and there. It's like, oh, you went for that promotion? Yeah, but I didn't really tr- give it my all. Or, you know, I didn't do the extra work mm-hmm. that I should have. But, you know, I tried. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it
0: probably resembles their diet. Yeah, and you're like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, or someone's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I've tried keto before, but it didn't work. It wasn't for me. You got to think about this. It's not your coach, it's not your teacher. It's not your diet. It's your consistency that's the problem. You don't have consistency. Your math teacher wasn't a son of a bitch. Your... Dude, he had it out for me though. yeah, you right, know. right. That, and that's why mm-hmm. and that's why you couldn't you couldn't uh, figure out how to pass, right? Yeah, and Cause... I was going to the NBA, too. But my grades prevented me from playing. Because he he picked you out and he hated you mm-hmm. and gave you a bad grade even when you got everything on the test right. Right? I got most of it right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's uh it's the consistency that really will build everything up and it's the consistency that will really build um, a lot of character. You know, another thing I hear people do is that, you know, they they constantly talk about um, things being different when they're gonna do this, things being different when they're gonna do that. And they're not going to be any different because you haven't changed. You haven't changed your environment. You haven't changed the things that you're doing. Willpower is actually kind of a, a weird thing, and I know that willpower uh, won like the Indianapolis five hundred this year. I don't know if you saw that, but no. the guy's name is Willpower. No shit. Yeah, the guy's <laughs> name funny. is fucking Willpower, and it was it was kind of all over the news. It was uh, it was really funny, but willpower is a weird thing because it's not like a. Um, It's not a, it's not really a real thing. It's just, uh, it's just in reference to, um, us having like resolve, you know what I mean? It's, it's in reference to, um, a lot of people sticking to something that they set out to do for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. You're like, man, that guy's got Jay Cutler. That guy's got tremendous willpower. Uh, but really it's, uh, it's just dedication that has been built up over time. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember how many times I've talked about this. You know, if you want to be great at something, you're going to have to be good at it, right? Mm -hmm. Not only do you have to be good at it, but you have to be good at it for a really long time. That's when somebody becomes great. If Joe Rogan would have stopped his podcast five years ago, he wouldn't be great. But he kept it going. And now he's probably, he'll be the greatest podcaster we ever had until somebody else comes along. Mm -hmm. Hint, hint. (laughs) You know that's that's just the that's just the way things are. You you have to stick it out for a really long time. Um, somebody is not a great uh, somebody's not a uh, not a great husband or a great wife until they stuck it out for a while. Until they've done it for a while, they're not a good boyfriend or good girlfriend until they until they've been through it for a while. Mm-hmm. It, it take all these things. They take they take time. You're not a good dad, you know, until it's gonna take. It takes a long time. You're not going to be a good dad, uh, just because you, uh, hung out with your kid till you're, till he was five and then you fucking took off on everybody. Mm -hmm. That's five years. That's a lot of years, but that's not the agreement. That's not what's supposed to happen when you have a kid. That's Mm -hmm. not the way that it works. It doesn't work that way. And so the things that you are obligated to do and the things that you need to be dedicated to, you'll have to, you don't have to be great at them. You just have to be good at them and you have to be consistent with it. Remember what I said earlier, it's not about your coach. It's not about your teacher. It's not about the diet doesn't work. The training doesn't work. Um, you hear fighters say it all the time, you know, like my fight camp was shit and this and that. (laughs) It's like, it's none of that. It's just, you didn't focus in on what you needed to do. And sometimes, you know, with sports like that, those high level sports, sometimes someone's just better than you. And that's a Mm -hmm. hard thing to figure out. Um, but, but it does happen, but it's consistency.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, is there a diet or whatever pr- food f- program that doesn't work? Like if somebody follows it, it's probably going to work.
0: Right. Yeah. I think, I think most, I think most things will work. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it might set somebody up, uh, for failure if, uh, because as I was going to get to in a minute w- was going to be that the environment has to change. Right. So. If you've been a heavy person all your life and you really love sweet food. And I said, um, we're going to put you on, uh, if it fits your macros. Right. Mm. Um, and again, you're hundred percent right. Like if you follow it then you'll be fine, but am I teetering with disaster? If I tell you that you can have Skittles during your workout, you know, it's like, you're not changing your environment is, is a, is essential. Uh, to you expanding, to you getting better, to you making progress, but your environment is not just the gym. It's not just your house. It's what's inside you, what's inside your brain, what's, what's going on in there. Another thing on top of that is in order to be successful at something like a diet, you have to, you know, you talk about when you have a kid, you childproof your home if you have a kitten or you have a dog or, or a puppy or whatever, you're going to kind of dog proof it. pet, you know, you're going to have mm-hmm. gates up and like make sure that the fucker doesn't like run outside into the tra- into traffic or whatever. And then same thing with your child, you know, you're going to have things on the door so the kid can't figure out how to open up the front door and, and just haul ass out of there and, and run, run onto the freeway. Right. <laughs> you're going to have things that block off the, um, uh, the, uh, electric electric stuff, uh, the plugs and things like that, because you don't want them sticking their fingers in the sockets and stuff. And they're right at that height. And you know, that it could be dangerous. Yeah. You don't want anything in the house that they could pull on top of themselves. You don't want anything they could pull on and then, you know, lands on their head or something crazy. And so you have to, you, know, you have to proof your home, but you need these precautions at every turn in your life. Uh, if you're going to make advancements anywhere and you have to fat proof your house, <laughs> If you're going to, uh, if you're going to have progress with weight loss, um, if you're going to have progress, if you're going to have progress to change, um, let's even say that you're, uh, you know, you're a lot weaker than you want to be. You're not as big as you want to be. You're not as strong as you want to be. <clears throat> and every time, every time you, uh, you go to the gym, you're kind of known as the guy that always misses the weight. Like, oh, great, great, great. Well, you have to change You have to change all that and you have to, uh, not have that mentality anymore of being that person. And you might have to tell people and they might laugh at you at first. Um, in boxing, it's called a sparring partner mentality. And anybody that's seen Rocky, Rocky's the greatest movie of all time.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, by the way, I know I said back to the future is one of the all time greats, but I just love Rocky so much. But Back to the Future, I think it's like the greatest family movie of all time, in my opinion.
1: That's fair. But the trilogy versus however many Rockies there are now, though, like in to- like as a whole, which mm-hmm. one's better?
0: Yeah, Rocky. Yeah, Rocky's Yeah, great.
1: hands down. Yeah,
0: Rocky's amazing.
1: Because I, I do love Back to the Future, but it's really just the first one and the third one. The one in the Western whatever.
0: That first one's so good. Yeah. They think he's wearing a life preserver. <laughs> and it's just his uh, jacket, right? <laughs> Calvin. But, <laughs> Who's yeah. Calvin? Yeah. It's, it's on yeah your all, underwear. That. <laughs> all that stuff's brilliant. i there's not another movie that's that creative like that, I don't think. That's so good. Boar might disagree when he comes up here in a minute. But yeah. um <clears throat> you know, the whole some of the premise of uh of Rocky, you know, where he's um this that sparring partner syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Rocky had it so bad he was this journeyman fighter who would get in these kind of grungy matches and these uh smoker fights. Mm-hmm you know, uh, he would fight in front of a, you know, a few, a few hundred people or he'd fight 150 people or whatever. And, uh, he would fight these shitty fighters and Mickey would make fun of them. And (laughs) he just had kind of, he was just a bum. He was kind of a bum, another bum from the neighborhood. Right. And, uh, when he went in and, uh, Apollo, he talked to Apollo Creed's, uh, promoter or manager, whoever the guy was, (laughs) um, they, they bring, they bring him into the office and, he starts talking to the guy and the guy's mentioning some different things to him. And Sylvester Stallone is like, Hey, you know, I just want the champ to know, like, I'm going to be a good sparring partner. Like I'm going to fight clean. And like, he doesn't have to worry about anything. I'm not going to try to rough him up or take any cheap shots or anything like that. And then the guy looks at him like with a strange look. And he's like, do you understand what Apollo, what Apollo Creed is offering? Do you believe that America is the land of opportunity. And he says, well, Apollo Creed does, and he wants to give you the opportunity of a lifetime. And I might've messed some of that up, but that's, that's the, that's what he, that's the dialogue pretty much. And he, it's basically Rocky doesn't understand that Apollo Creed actually wants to fight him for the title. And then Rocky is so unsure of himself that he says, oh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I don't, you know, I don't think I'd make a great you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd make a great fight and so on. Like he's almost already talking himself out of it. And then mm-hmm. he kind of has a, it's on his eyes and you kind of see like he's doubting himself and all that kind of stuff. But that's that, uh, mentality that a lot of us fall into. You get known as being somebody and you get known as being a certain person. Maybe you're the guy that always tells dirty jokes. Maybe you're the guy that always eats too much or the guy that like eats a lot. You know, you're guy that you're the guy that eats a lot. And you're fat, right? And it's like, how do you, how do you break the mold of that? You're going to have to figure out a way to change from being that person because who you are is, um, it's not who you think you are. As we mentioned before on this podcast, and it's, uh, it's has, it's more related to not even what other people think you are. It's more related to what you think other people think that you are. And that's. And that's a hard thing to change because it's just a perception, but perception Mm -hmm. is reality. So how do we, how do we change it? Mm -hmm. And the way that we change it is the way we have to communicate. We have to tell people, we have to show people too. You know, um, you can't just talk. You have to show people. A lot of times your actions are going to speak louder than your words. Um, some, I've heard some people say before, you know, don't listen to what people say, watch what they do. Don't listen to people, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. That is a uh it's a fucking that's a that's a goddamn brilliant a brilliant quote, right? Because um you can't just listen to some cool quote from somebody. It just is not gonna mean anything until you see what they can do. Like mm-hmm. Gary V, right? If you start listening to Gary V, you might be like, Oh my god, this guy is arrogant or this guy, fuck, man, I can't handle it. But watch what he does he's been talking about buying the New York jets for a long time. There's going to be a day where he probably buys the New York jets (laughs) and you're going to be like, fuck, but you just see that a lot of the actions or a lot of the things that he, his actions are matching up with the things that he has said in the past. And that's why we don't talk about shit that we're not going to do. We don't talk about shit unless our actions are starting to head in that direction. There's just no reason to talk about it. And we all, we're all guilty of it. I've said many times that I'm going to stretch more and I don't, You know, there's, there's definitely, Mm -hmm. there's always like, everyone has holes in their game. There's no perfect being. There's no perfect person. Yeah. How does the change start though? Like the mentality? The change starts by you recognizing that, um, change is the most powerful weapon that you have. It's not your intelligence. It's not your strength. It's not your resolve. It's not any of those things. It's actually the ability to change and the ability, not even just to change, but to adapt to the environment that you're in. Adapt to, uh, adapt to what it is that you're going to do next because if you don't adapt to something you're going to die and Mm -hmm. i kind of feel like that uh with our company i feel like that in my life in general if i don't continue to pursue uh obviously like we're going to sell slingshots and we're going to continue to execute on a lot of these things but we're going to look we're going to look the company up and down and try to make everything better all the time too which is a part of change a part of change is understanding that You might have the same job for 20 years. It doesn't mean that you're not changing. That doesn't mean that you don't have personal development going on. If you, um, you know, everybody should understand that they can, they can be better than they were yesterday. That's a very simple thing to understand that. And that's how you're going to be able to make a change. You can make more money. If you make a hundred bucks a week, can you figure out a a way to make 125 bucks? I'm sure you could. Um, if you make uh, if you make a, if you make a thousand dollars a month, can you figure out a way to over a period of time? Can you be, figure out a way to make that fifteen hundred dollars a month? I I would say absolutely. You have the skill set to get a certain job. You already did that, and as long as you do your job and then some, then everything should be fine. And if you work for somebody and you do your job and then some make sure that you're recording that, make sure that you communicate that with your boss. And if they don't give you more money for you doing your job and then some, then you leave. And that's where you have to make bold decisions in your life because you can say, I'm not at that value anymore. It doesn't make any sense. The the things have changed. There's been a change going on, you know, but your boss isn't always going to, you know, there's a reason why they have those, you know, uh, tv shows where the boss you know does the work of of the workers and stuff like that right because your boss isn't going to know these things you have to keep track of what it is that you're doing you have to keep track of these things and and you know say hey well you know i just like you and i had a meeting at the end of the year you're like well i'm taking on some of these new things and it's like there's not even any reason for us to debate it
2: Mm
0: -hmm. oh well you know like (laughs) no there's it doesn't make any sense you're doing more you're giving us more. We're getting more. All right. Here's more money. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the way, that's the way a lot of these things have to be. But but as know. long as there's substance there, <clears throat> you know, you can't just. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you said, if you said, hey, I'd like a raise and I, and if I, if I said, uh, okay, what's, what's changed mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I'll be like, well, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Maybe you should make less. Yeah, and and that prevents the the
1: feeling of feeling uh, arrogant, you know, and, and trying to like whatever peacock or whatever. Yeah, because like if you have like you said, you you put points on the scoreboard, it mm-hmm. it's not bragging. It's just stating facts. And I think that's huge. That's something I've learned from you, <laughs> you know, because it's really hard for me to brag about shit that we do, but we do some really cool stuff, and. I, I need to get better about posting it on social media and stuff, but I'm too busy doing other stuff.
0: <laughs> too busy working. A little bit. Um, yeah. Everybody possesses the ability to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for, for, you know, millions and millions of people, we have enough health. Uh, We have enough of a brain. We have enough uh, of our body that we can figure out ways of being better every single day. Um, And, you know, to that this is where things get to be really dangerous because when you look at what other people are doing and you focus in on what other people are doing that's when we fuck up because we're like oh man i want to like i wish i could do that or i wish i could be like that guy or wish i could be like that girl i wish i could uh you know i i wish i could uh talk like that person mm-hmm. i wish i could run like that person. I wish I could jump like that person or lift like that person. Those are all like natural things that'll happen, but you have to you have to examine is it healthy for you to think that way? Is it actually just inspiration and motivation? Or is it uh is it something that's kind of toxic to you? Mm-hmm. Is it giving you is, is it giving you a stink face? Is it kind mm-hmm. of like tensing you up? Is it when you see that somebody uh posts a picture with a new Ferrari? Are you like, God damn, that'd be so cool to work hard and to one day be in that position. Or sometimes you see some of these entrepreneurs and they have a, a plane, a private jet in the mm-hmm. background, right? Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, you know, filled up with tons of anxiety? Oh my God, I got to figure that. How do I figure, you know, I'm only, you know, I make, I make 50 grand a year and I, I have all these bills and I'll never be able to figure that out. And I Well, it's like, man, that's that's not a healthy spot to be in. Maybe you just shouldn't follow that person for a while. If that's Mm -hmm. if you can't handle it, if you see it and you're like, I ain't liking that picture. Every everybody that you follow, you should be liking their pictures pretty much. Because why are you following? You're following them to not like them, following them to not comment on them. Like, why? You know, start start to cut it down a little bit. Start to cut back a little bit. Or do you have other intentions? You have other reasons for following them. Are you following them to try to raise your own? social media status so you can comment on their thing Mm -hmm. and then get kind of bumped up the ladder right that's what a lot of people do and they'll do it they'll do it day in and day out or are they really following are they really inspired by it Do they really enjoy uh what they're seeing and and is it really like part of a story for them they're like wow i'm you know some of these people that i I meet at shows that stand in line for three hours Mm -hmm. those people are really truly following but why are other people following just so they can see me like hanging with my brother and training in the gym so they can not like it (laughs) or make some weird comment like, oh, there's the steroid brothers or whatever. I don't know. Like they're just going to say something stupid, right? Fucking haters. Yeah. Like why, why bother (laughs) follow? Like what's the point? It's probably just to get them. Misery loves company, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes people just love to, uh... sometimes people just love to stir the pot. Yeah. Anyway, Bor, if you're awake, come over here. Uh Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. He wasn't even scheduled to be on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. What's going on? These things are huge. What's Where'd up, you UK? come from?
3: Uh Los Angeles.
0: Oh, no, I meant like just now. Uh, that chair. Oh, I thought you like you propelled. You were just sitting in the crowd watching us the whole time. There, came out way. of the crowd like Hillbilly Jim. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's Who else came Center. out of the crowd? Oh, Matt Brown. Matt Brown came out of the fucking crowd. You know about that? A lot uh, of people come out of the crowd, but I mean, not in the UFC though. No, no. But he, well, no. Uh, but Tank Abbott knocked somebody out that was in the crowd. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that? Remember that shit? Uh, what did Matt, Matt Brown do? Matt Brown came out of the crowd. He did like fight he, somebody. Yeah, he was out of he was out of fight. It's it was his first fight ever. He went there uh, with a friend, and his friend lost the fight, mm-hmm. and then. um they went to like the next round. They're like, "Who wants to fight the champ?" And this guy was like talking shit. And Matt Brown's like, "I'll fight him." And Matt Brown went and he went to a sporting goods store. He got a, a cup and a jockstrap, mouth and a mouthpiece. And he fucking melded the mouthpiece. He like heated it up and
1: no, no had... he he went to a, uh, a restaurant. Went to a restaurant the street,
0: street to use their
3: microwave to heat up his mouthpiece. So that yeah, can... yeah, yeah, get it done. Yeah, and he won the fight. Yeah, and he went in there and he won. That's almost as that's actually came out. He
0: came out of the crowd. Well,
3: it's actually better than than the time that uh, Louis Simmons tried this body slam Big John Studd.
0: Oh yeah, D- yeah. Wasn't Louis?
3: I mean, yeah. Did and I make that days, up in my head. Or? No, no,
0: no. The old days of wrestling. Well, everybody in the, in the old in the old days of wrestling, <laughs> they used to uh, they used to have like a body slam challenge. You know, the old AWA wrestling. They i had hate to say camp. it but every time i see somebody that's like 500 pounds i'm always like you know i always think of that ten thousand dollar body slam challenge could you do it yeah they had a body slam we challenge and then they would just like ask the crowd like can anybody you know and uh, a lot of times you know it's wrestling so it was like some sort of setup but with louis simmons he was with a group of other guys and everybody was all fired up and then they kept pointing at him because he's really strong <laughs> and they're like oh you got to do it you got to do it and they called him up there and of course he couldn't budge like he's trying to He's trying well, to body big John slam like stud is six foot ten, I know, but he was trying to body slam like haystacks Calhoun or something oh, it wasn't big John Stud it was somebody different. no, he would definitely wouldn't have a shot at uh, body slamming Big John Stud. I, I remember it was somebody though he had he look up was Hay, look up haystacks Calhoun this is I a big will. this is a big boy I think but, haystacks Calhoun might have
3: been I mean like in an older era, even maybe
0: maybe, but it was somebody like that.
3: it could have been haystack King
0: Kong Bundy. <laughs>
3: I don't Wasn't know. Wasn't King Kong Bundy great? I'm gonna have to call up Louis Simmons. I'll be like, it was Big John Stud. It was three hundred <laughs> He'll give you all his big numbers. John Stud was, was huge. What a great name, Big John Stud. They call me Big John Stud, my middle name Mud. That's like a rap. Our, yeah, it is. Our middle right? our our name sucks. Shaquille Met- O'Neal or something, right? No, no, no. It's in a no, isn't no, it no, in a true Foo Fu-
1: Schnickens or something? No, I think that might have been Method Man.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. They call me Big John Stud, my new middle name yeah, Mud. Yeah, yeah. What song is it from, though? I'll figure it out. Uh, 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 now, yeah, now I'm just gonna be sitting here trying big to rap. John. they call big... me Big John Stud. My middle name uh... is it Redman? Gonna... Is it no?
1: I'm pretty sure it's Method Man. But Method I, re- man, I yeah, remember yeah. it being a big deal when uh, that. Whoa! There's Haystacks Calhoun.
0: <laughs> he is... Hey, now that was a big boy, dude. That's when overalls sh- were cool, man. Back in the day, those
3: things those are beautiful. <laughs> it's Mark's squat suit. Those things are beautiful. Overalls
0: (laughs) overalls are actually a necessity for people that have like a big, they have a big waist and they have like no ass. Like their pants just fall down all the time. It's like try- you can't put you can't put pants oh, on like, Nikolai
3: Volkov. <laughs> Nikolai Volkov was
0: actually huge. Like,
3: look at his physique. He's not like he's. Yeah, Remember
0: N- Nikolai, Nikolai Volkov. His, he's actually um, huge. Look at him. His uh, like wrestling trunks were huge. Like, well, why like, are they so big? Like, yeah, but that's why right, you pulled didn't, up. You didn't really notice. He didn't have like a cut physique. But I mean, he's
3: gigantic. Well, he's
0: trying to Lululemon the fight. You know, he's he's, he's pulling <laughs> the tights up so high. He's, he's stuffing all his chub down there. He's horking him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what all the girls do up. with that.
3: That's a gym shark. Yeah, it's like I, I always say that they look like uh, all the girls now look like Legion of Doom, and they have their pants. Remember, like yeah. Legion of Doom, yeah, their pants were, are just under the, the pants, and, and it's up. like
0: the you know the the camel toes going on. There's who, lots of things going. Who on. Who wore it better, the Legion of Doom or Gymshark girls? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I know <laughs> it's like the same pants, which is hilarious.
1: I remember when was it? Uh, oh, Yo- raking yet? Yo-, 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 Yo, Yoka Yokozuna. Yeah, yeah Yokozuna
3: used to sit on people and. Put but I re-
1: I remember when he got body slammed. Was it Lex Luger? Yeah, yeah, Lex Luger. I remember it was a huge deal. Do you remember El Gigante? I remember you talking about
3: him in he that was... restaurant
1: that he used to eat. Like
3: Well, but also <laughs> El Gigante used to wear this like uh look up El Gigante. He used to wear this <laughs> uh suit. It was like a human that a suit skin. was terrible. It's like a skin colored suit like with his hair muscle on it, with on like his hair. Fall. Oh, it's awful. It is the worst Ooh, yeah. wrestling outfit ever. Look up El Gigante. L E L G I A G or G-I-G. Come on, bro. I got it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> you don't know how to spell Gigante. <laughs> hey, look, it's Spanish, El Gigante. Is that him? No. No, I don't know who that is. I do know who that is, but I can't. It's um that hair. Wait, El Gigante, can flun... that's a manager. Oh,
0: but he might. There he is. Oh. But look up, um...
3: but wasn't he, didn't have a different yeah, name?
0: Yeah, WWF, he had it, yeah. Oh, he's really young right there. Ew. Damn, he is big. Yeah, how tall was that guy? Wait, what was his name in WWE, though?
3: He had a different name. Remember, he was like a... Mm,
1: I don't couldn't tell you.
3: Anyway. Uh, look up El Gigante WWF. El Gigante WrestleMania or something that'll come up. It had a different... Uh... I think he had a different... I don't know if he
0: had a different name. You don't remember? I don't. What are we doing with this goddamn nutrition movie? You're the director. What's going on? um we're working on it you know like i think
3: um a lot of it has to do with uh taking into consideration like what we're actually doing mm-hmm. so um a lot of it is uh, a learning yeah, experience we filmed a
0: bunch of stuff but we got
3: more a lot more work to do i i think yeah i mean all these films are a processed i mean to me um they are they're really these crazy things that take on their own life so you know, it's like you go out and you film a bunch of stuff, and then you start going in one direction. You're like, I don't know if that's the exact right direction to go, and, and maybe we should have some more. Of seems, this. Uh,
0: you just kind of bounce back. And it forth. seems really important, you know, because like with uh, uh, with like prescription thugs, with um, bigger, stronger, faster, with leaf of faith, with all these movies, um, people can watch them and they can kind of make th- they can d- make their own. You know, they can make their own assessment of what is best for them to do, but like people don't have to take steroids, but they should. Mm -hmm. Um, People don't have to take Kratom, (laughs) but they can become more aware of what it does. Maybe some people that watch don't have uh, any prescription drug problems, but it's good to be aware of these things, right? Mm -hmm. But everybody has to eat sure i know the one the one thing that's
3: really important is not saying the wrong thing so if you want to be an authority on some uh, on something like if i was going to write a book for example you wrote a book it was really short war on, carbs, oh, war on carbs and what's great about it is that it is really short if you really wanted to write like a 400 page book i would say like if you didn't research the shit out of it for like two years then then you're selling everybody short you know if yeah. you're gonna write something that's like a simple little manual like that and sell it you know and like just boom, put it out and give it as a program. I think that that's awesome. But I think if you're going to do something like, uh, this movie that this movie's going to be like, that book will be around forever, but this movie is going to be something that people take as like sort of their first volume of anything they've learned about nutrition and go like, mm-hmm. you know, when, when we talk to people, I talked to Thomas DeLauer today, who's a great keto advocate he's amazing and when i and so i hit him up and i said oh, yeah, hey I to
0: book him for july down
3: in we already in booked him already I'll did it, it. that's I'll what i it. that's why i did i hit him up and i said hey we want to get together in july he said this is crazy because i the reason i'm in shape is because of your movie that's what got me in shape was bigger stronger faster i used that as motivation to go from being 300 pounds to being in great shape mm. and i think that that's awesome because now we're gonna well,
0: he's in amazing shape well he's now we're really gonna take in...
3: thomas the and we're gonna And now I'm asking him a bunch of questions like how, like I want to get to where you're at. How did you get to that place? He he knows a lot. Well, what's awesome is, like I said, it's disingenuous not to go and research the shit out of Mm -hmm. something. If you want to be an expert, he wanted to be an expert. He made himself one, you know, and he's
0: figured it out. Some of the advice too can be like so far, like he's a good example because he talks about like pure keto. Um, and, and, you know, people may not have to. I think the war on carbs is like a mild, it's pretty mild, you know, in terms of, uh, like, I don't really go all crazy about protein requirements. All I want people to do is get used to the food. I want them to try to eliminate carbohydrates from their lifestyle. I would like to see most people try to go about two weeks with keeping the carbs real low, especially in the beginning. So they can kind of learn and they can feel what it's like to not have all that crap in their body. They can learn how to run off of fats. And they can concentrate on what's important. And what's important is just getting rid of all that bullshit and having your body start to feel good, start to lose some weight, get momentum going. Yeah, I, I think um, the it's it's something of like a, it's interesting.
3: I was talking to Stone Cold on his podcast like the other day, and we were talking about the difference between people that like numbers and and people that don't. Like. Oh, he's obsessed. Well, he's obsessed with numbers. How but many like,
0: grams is that? How
3: many? And, and I keep trying to tell him like. I'm not interested in that at all. I'm not interested in helping people by telling them how much they need to do, because I think that that's putting somebody in a bad position. Now you're putting somebody in a position where they need a scale and they need, they need some way of weighing it. And like, not like I'm saying, Hey, just eat a yeah. fucking steak. Multiply your body weight by 16 or something. You're like, what well, it's like, just to... no, like, look, just have a steak. Are you still hungry? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm still hungry. And now I, I understand like for stone cold, that's hard to wrap his head around. So what I do with, with people more that like are... intuitive eating. And how I, and how I can help, like what I'm trying to do is learn better in this process. What I'm really trying to learn is how I can better help people. Yeah. Well, the worst thing that you can do is
0: service people. Well, the worst thing you can do is somebody comes to you and they're like, I write everything down and I'm tracking, you know, what do I do? The worst thing you can do is say, don't do that anymore. Yeah. Don't do that and throw it out. You can encourage them. So you can say, okay, well, if you want to break it down into numbers, here's some guidelines, you know, and that, that's, that's a safer way to do it because you don't want to, you you're, you don't want to shut that person down. If that's the way that they live their life, then they probably have a, a lot of anxiety and they probably sure. they're probably take everything that they do pretty seriously. But that's just the way some people are. They're... And then I also think on, on the other flip side of it, telling people how you
3: do do it is yeah. really important because uh, so a lot of people are, are approaching nutrition for the very first time. Like you just talked about Greg a little while ago. Greg has never had any training in nutrition. So every habit that we teach, Greg is a good one, Right. So a lot of times, um, you know, people won't, they won't do something in the mm-hmm. diet because they already have a bad habit that tells them like, no, right. I'm going to do that anyway, even though you said, you know, not to do it or whatever. So Greg's learning all good habits. He's not measuring anything. He's not testing his ketones, but he's getting great results. And when those results stop, maybe we'll start doing some of those other things with them, but not, not
0: yet. You know, it's not one thing I yet. always like to say is like, you know, that's not our fight. You know, that's the, our fight is not that our fight is not to measure ketones. Our fight is not when I'm not worried about you having a uh, diet Coke two or three times a day when you first start the diet. It's yeah. just not, it's just not where the fight is. The fight is how do we get all this bullshit out of your diet for a while? How yeah, do we, how do more, we, how do we make a, a more positive the change? More,
3: as much as people hate it and they hate it when we say it. And I'm, I'm just going to start going going i'm just going to start saying it because I, I actually truly believe it the more and more i study like carbs are the problem in our country for sure like the, it's <laughs> it's it's the carbs threw know? away the script for 90 percent of I the people so hard on that script i know we, we just keep coming back to that we keep coming back to that every single time and when people ask me like dude you're getting in such great shape every single time i get in better shape every single time i get stronger it's because I'm going more towards hundred percent carnivore for me. That's working really well right now. And like I said, I'm not going to stop doing anything until it stops working. Mm-hmm. So right now that's been working for like five or six months. It's right. kind of amazing to me. So because it's been working for such a long time, I'm decided to stay on this right. and, and ride this train for a little while. Now there's going to be a certain point where I do get, well right now I'm still 17% body fat. So if I get down, you haven't tested recently. Uh yeah, seventeen percent is the lowest I've gotten oh to. God, that's you guys got to run this for a second. I got to pee. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> on an in body testing at uh, you know, seventeen percent uh, body fat. That's which, huge. Well, yeah, it's great. I started at like thirty something. Yeah, you know, and uh, and just keep coming down each time is is nice to see. Uh, but there will be a point where I get down to like. Um, I don't know if I'll even ever get to 10%. I don't know. I was trying to figure that out today. Yeah. I was looking at pictures of Thomas Delore as I'm talking to him going like, mm-hmm. damn, this guy's so shredded. Can I get there? You know, and I, I'm sure I can, but I know like, it's actually going to be a whole nother fight to get there. So, you know, uh, I look at it and like, I'm working really hard right now. And I just said, yeah, carbs, are th- they're the problem for most people, mm-hmm. for most people. And I can keep reiterating that for most people. Uh, the more I keep going away from carbs and to- towards the more meat, the more carnivore, the more like mm. I, my diet, just to go back and explain it, it's a carnivore diet. It's mostly red meat. It's like 90% red meat, 10%, um, other things like such as cottage cheese, or an apple here and there, but usually or not like a protein, a quest bar, mm-hmm. or like something like that. Like one, maybe like one or two things off the diet. Maybe like two hundred to four hundred calories that are not even—I wouldn't even say off the diet—that are just maybe not meat. You yeah. know, they're not. They're not. I don't eat Oreos, but I, but I'll have like something like a, a cup of cottage cheese or a cup of yogurt or something like that. That's maybe not meat, and mm-hmm. I just. Uh, That's, that's how I just stay sane, you know, like every day I'll be like, I'll have something. I, I try to to provide as much variety in there. I really believe in a lot in what Rob Wolf has taught us. Mm -hmm. Rob Wolf, um, actually said something interesting that he, uh, he's, he's saying, you know, I don't disagree with Dr. Baker at all on what he's saying about nutrient density and eating red meat. I think that's very important. However, if I was going to do a carnivore diet, I would experiment with the vast, um, the, the vast variety that exists. So rather than just eat, uh, red meat, maybe eat some red meat, some
0: seafood, some shellfish, some, you know, some white meat. That actually does seem like a lot safer bet. And then Mm -hmm. also too, um, you know, I do think that there is a reason, uh, you know, it's very obvious that you can live off of red meat and be totally fine, but I do think there's a reason why there's, uh, you know, vegetables and fruit. I think they exist for, I think the, they risk. The ex- other thing for I, reason. I, I question about, you know, I question this about the carnivore
3: diet. I actually question about every diet. It's like, we seem to have a lot, a ton of research on, um, all these tribes, all these Indians, all this, um, an, anthropology, uh, right. anthropology on people. The one thing I never see in anthropology is how many calories people ate a day. It's not, ne- it's like almost never broken
0: down. I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe people were eating because they didn't, they didn't have as much food. Well, people just also weren't, they weren't like optimal. Like the, the, the builds and stuff too. They weren't, they, it wasn't like they were impressive. No, no, because They weren't I mean, like, what I want to like know. Like, and shit. Yeah. What were people? What,
3: and, and so that's, that's another thing that I get to. It's like a hundred, I need 137 grams of protein just for muscle protein for, for muscle thins, uh, synthesis to take place. Otherwise, I'm not going to get bigger. Now, which, is, which like not that's different. interesting.
0: Yeah, that's like, a lot. Uh, well, there's some like unnatural things, right? Like because, like like lifting weights is is not a natural thing. Now we have stimulus, but right? we didn't. People didn't have, you know, 20 inch arms and, and all these different things, you know, and there's, you know, everybody wants to try to keep stuff, you know, pigeonholed into this uh, category, but it's, we have artificial exercise. and Well, maybe we weren't, know. maybe as human beings, we
3: weren't actually made to get bigger than we're supposed to get. I mean, animals don't get, not, don't get bigger than they're supposed to be. Yeah. So there, there might be something to that in That's longevity. That's why I always
0: had that, uh, that body fat, um, you know, that, that body fat. Thing basically saying if somebody's over two hundred twenty pounds, and if they're ten percent, they're under ten percent body fat, they're probably on shit because the human body's not really made to carry that much muscle. Design. Now you have outliers because you got people that are really tall. You know, occasionally you mm-hmm. have outliers. Someone six eight doesn't apply to them, but Sean Baker six five two fifty, a lot of muscle on them. You know, that's mm-hmm. probably upper
3: limit of where, where people get to be that big. You know, natural. Right. It's yeah, probably been, upper limit of strength yeah, and size. Well, yeah,
0: there can always be, uh, you know, people that are kind of in the mix. But I also think that, you know, spinach and kale and all these things, we can sit here and argue about it having weird stuff in it that our body doesn't uh, do well with or, or whatever. But, it, like, why does it? why is it there and why does it have things that our body needs like isn't that a sign yeah. that we need it well we we definitely need we have got potassium in it we it's need, got you know magnesium the, it's got all kinds of stuff in it the thing
3: i think people forget is that there is such a symbiotic relationship between plants and animals that we need both of them like we need them really badly without pa- plants we don't breathe mm-hmm. you know and without animals plants don't live plants right. don't grow plants won't grow in the soil without dead animals like we need dead and animals to fertilize the soil and we need and poop. the soil to give us <laughs> plants and we need the plants to give us oxygen Don't so forget poop. <laughs> we need all of it including poop and lots of poop mm-hmm.
1: turns out his name was giant gonzalez oh, oh
3: giant yeah. gonzalez mm-hmm. yeah that's right can we see a picture of his outfit there it is because smelly used to have this outfit yeah. no he did he used to wear this yeah all, all the, time. the time every day Schmella used to wear this all the time in our house. I don't know why he'd wear that. It was really weird. It was awkward. That'd be awesome to have that. I would kill to have that thing. Look at that suit. Look at, like, oh, look at it's that.
0: got like a weird What's thing the penis? Too. Yeah,
3: like the penis is like a muscle. It's like an ab.
0: What were they thinking? And you know that was Vince McMahon's idea. The penis is the seventh ab Yeah, on, on him. Like it's like, so... it's like a weird triangle-shaped thing.
3: Look at the ass. Couldn't he have been at least like, can you put a loincloth over this thing? Couldn't he just get What's great is bed? he's got no muscle. Yeah, I mean, like he's so cheap. <laughs> the cheapest.
0: I mean, look at that. Boar Harvey Whippleman uh, was his manager. What do you think of some of the things I was saying over there? You know, um, when I was uh talking over here and Andrew and I were going back and forth on our little rant, you know, about people kind of saying, you know, things are going to be different when I do this or do that. Um, People talking about their goals and their goals not really matching up with of the actions that they're taking and things like that.
3: Yeah, I I think I was guilty of a lot of that too. You know, I think that a lot of times um, we we think that we deserve things. We think that maybe things should be handed to us. We think that maybe we've done enough. Like, "Ah, I've done three movies. Why doesn't somebody come and sign me? It's like, life doesn't work that way. You know, like yeah. I talked Ooh. about, I talked about that on fighter and the kid a little bit. They're like, you know, Hey, you've done some great things. And like, you, how you come know, Netflix isn't paying how come you? They're not paying you. And it's like, they don't do that. Like they, they didn't do that to you guys either. Like, yeah, and who's they? Well, nobody came to Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub and said, we're going to give you guys a shot. Like they made their own podcast. They, and so they're asking me, why doesn't Netflix come pay? I'm like, why don't they come and pay you guys? Like mm-hmm. that's, it's a really interesting question, right? Because there aren't, it, it's. We we do see people that, that do get those things. We'll see like a YouTube star sign a, you know, a $10 million deal or something like that. But like, you're right, like saying, oh, it's going to be different when, or it's going to, I'm going to try to do it like this guy, or I'm going to try to do it like that guy. It's like, we, nobody ever follows the same path. That's like the first thing that you need to realize. And the second thing you need to realize is you personally need to start, you need to, you need to work until you get there. That's the bottom line. That's all it is. Like Gary Vaynerchuk might've gotten there quicker than you or better than you or faster than Mm you. Uh, he might've wrote a book to get there. You might have started a gym to get there. You know, there, there's different, there's different ways to get to where we want to get, but like, Mm -hmm. until you're there, you can't stop to stop and complain. You can't stop and be content. You can't stop and be complacent. You have to keep your feet moving And that's what I've learned. Like I, you know, I just finished A Leaf of Faith and we, before we even finished A Leaf of Faith, we were filming the next movie and I have two other scripted projects and a reality show that are up in the air right now and products, uh, projects with Kratom as well. So you have to have all your plates spinning all the time and they always have to be moving and you can't ever stop because when you stop, then you're dead. You know, and I, I think, um, before I went to rehab, there was a time there where I, where I did stop and I was content and I was, uh, doing just the bare minimum to get by and survive. And I don't want to live my life
0: that way anymore. You know, yeah. People need to take responsibility for, you know, the things that they do. And I, I heard somebody say something the other day, like, uh, I heard a couple different things. I, I listened to a lot of YouTube videos, but this guy, one guy in particular was just saying like, the world just needs more leaders. You know, and that's kind of what you and I are trying to do with this movie. We're trying to be like a material expert. Um, not that we're going to like, you know, draw up a fucking uh, sketch of what a ketone looks as a molecule or whatever, like anything like that. But we want to have enough knowledge so we can supply the public uh, where they can make good positive uh, changes. Themselves. See, I think
3: I think that's the problem. I think that the people that are really into keto are so into it that they they don't see the bigger picture and the bigger picture is There's a lot of people out there that, uh, that really need help. Right. So there are a lot of people that are, that are really into it and really intricate about it. And that's great. And we need those people. However, for you and I, I think our, our mission is bigger and broader where like, we need to, we need to get a broader message out to more people. And, and the way to do that is to, uh, cast a wider net. And
0: the way to do that is be more inclusive on everything. And you Um, have to, um, have it be for everybody. have to help yourself you know like uh with greg greg's known us forever we've known him forever we've eaten with him a lot he's uh you know seen us eat at mexican restaurants we don't eat the chips he's seen us eat at all different kinds of places even like a fast food restaurant we just get the meat or whatever you know whatever changes we made to uh try to follow the best possible diet for us and you know he would go the opposite he'd be like i ain't doing that like i don't don't, how do you not eat the chips i think he thought it was a (laughs) Well, now, now he just posted on Facebook
3: the other day. I just woke up and realized I'm doing all this research on this mo- new movie I'm doing with Chris Bell, and I just woke up this morning and realized I spent my whole life being fat, and now I'm pissed off because sure. I didn't, I didn't need to go through all this torture. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I'm almost fifty years old. I didn't need to go through this pain, this excruciating. Like people don't think that it's excruciating pain. They don't think that it's bad. But like I, I've thought about my weight every single day since I've been you know, 13 years old, I thought I was fat. And so for me, it affects me every day. I don't know if it affects Mark. I don't really talk to him about like body image issues, but I know for me, it
0: affects me all the time. Like That's all crazy, Yeah. yeah I, I always I think feel, about what I feel like. really good. I, you know, I, I, um, you know, being like the, I don't know, being like the baby of the family, I was in a little bit different spot. And, uh, you know, I, I, I learned at a really young age not to really bother to compare myself. I never felt like there was like sibling rivalry or anything like that. So I, I never really worried about any, anything external. Um, yeah, not, I mean, I always liked lifting and I always liked exercise and sports and stuff, but, uh, it was never anything that I got like too caught up. in. even when I got fat, when I got fat the first time, uh, for powerlifting, there was definitely, I definitely didn't care. I was just like, Um, it was, it was, it was me working towards my goals is what it was. And that's, that's all that it was the second and third time. Like, you know, as, as I got older and it got deeper into my career, it kind of bothered me because I was, uh, becoming more popular. And then, you know, you have people making weird comments and it's like, you're trying to explain to them you're like, I'm fat because I'm trying to do this. I just need the extra body weight. I need the extra cushion to try to reach some of my goals. I tried the best I could tried the hardest I could. And, uh, accomplished, uh, everything that I wanted to accomplish except for benching that 600 pounds, which is just a thing that happened later in my career that I just should have stayed retired for probably because it wasn't anything that I really, uh, it wasn't anything that I really needed. It was just something that I wanted, you know? Yeah.
3: And, it, and it's weird because like, I actually thought for me that any sort of powerlifting was, uh, was over with, but now I'm, I'm getting back into lifting, you know, heavier and feeling good. And I don't know if that'll last forever. I don't know if that'll last for just right now, but for right now, I feel good. So, I always tell people take it when you can get it. You know, right now I feel good. I'm gonna keep
0: taking it until that starts breaking down a little bit. You know. Oh my god, I think this is like a thousand, uh, a thousand three squat or something. I can't remember which squat this is, but from what I remember, I shoot it up there pretty easy. Um, we're just watching. We were watching some old, some old school shit. This is the meet where I squatted. Squat a thousand eighty, you know, loading up in the squat suit and the knee wraps and yeah, all that it's so shit. That's so crazy. Um, and you know what's funny is that uh, you know this is a I don't really care too much about your depth there. <laughs> a th- <laughs> thousand eighty <laughs> uh, squat, right? And that one's better. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, sometimes they're yeah, sometimes they're spot on, and sometimes they're not. You know, um, but the well, funny in the thing squat is, squat
3: suit days it was just it was different. You know, everything was different, kind of.
0: Which squat was in bigger, stronger, faster?
3: How much weight was on there? Yeah, which one? Uh, 843. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. He wasn't that
3: strong in bigger, stronger fast. He got really strong right after. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, well, he was strong. He was really strong. He benched 705 and stuff, but he wasn't, uh, like, full strength until
0: quite a while yeah, later. until, yeah. uh, wasn't until later on. But, yeah. You know, the, the, look those, uh. Look at
3: those, elbow sleeves.
0: The, 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 the I know. <laughs> Somebody beautiful. else's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is all the old shit, but, um you know, the dedication to, to any of these one thing, it's just important that people understand that if you're currently dedicated to anything, if you are your uh, son or daughter's uh, baseball coach and you're at practice every day and you're working hard and you're, you're on time and you're reliable, well, then you can be reliable for yourself. You can be reliable to yourself. Uh, I think a lot of times, um, you know, people are kind of waiting for somebody to help them or waiting for something you know, great to come along or something great to happen. And it's not going to really happen until you do it, uh, for yourself. Um, you know, I heard somebody the other day basically say, you know, if you could pick anybody in this room to be like sponsored by who would it be? And the guy was like, the answer should be that yourself, like you're going to carry yourself. You're going to handle yourself. You don't need, because whenever there's a financial exchange, now all of a sudden that guy, for some reason has got like a one, he's like one up on you, right? He's, he's the leader. He's the boss. He's whatever. Um, but you should be able to take care of yourself. You should be able to handle yourself. You should be able to, um, when it comes to your nutrition, you should be able to fix it. When it comes to pain and different ailments, you should be able to work on figuring out ways of making the whatever situation you're in just making it better
1: do you guys ever feel anxiety when like fourth of july is coming around because you're like fuck there's going to be all kinds of food you know no I, well, I would
3: feel anxiety about like um things like pool like somebody be like yeah they are having this pool party mm. i'd be like well fuck i've lifted weights my entire life and i can't even go to a pool party and take my shirt off because i look mm. like shit i look like a big fat slob because that's you know because i don't know how to eat right mm-hmm. and so that's the stuff that I would shy away from. I'd say like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go to that stupid thing, you know, but yeah. it's just cause I don't want to go and stand that at a pool party with my shirt on. I don't want to jump in the pool with a bunch of girls around with a sh- my shirt on. Cause I'm too fat. You know what I mean? So to me, shorts off. up until like, I know <laughs> up until like it. this year, I, I'm not, I'm still not even comfortable with it. I still feel really weird. Like, Oh, I still got all this fat to get rid of. And I still want my arms to be bigger. So I have these mm-hmm. issues that I'm sure eventually you get over them and you're just like, whatever. Like I, I feel way better now. I'm not embarrassed to take my shirt off, yeah. at least. But I still feel like somebody's going to slip one in there. Somebody's going to say something. You know, you're just waiting. Like, I read all the comments on Instagram, and you're like, you're just waiting for one of them to be like, ah, you're still fat. Mm-hmm. And it, it never is. It never is. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's the one thing is uh, I have a lot of great followers on on Instagram that are very supportive and very down with do yeah, when you get more, though, it'll happen.
0: Yeah. When you get <laughs> yeah. a million,
3: then you'll get, you're gonna be like, you're, you're still fat. Yeah, exactly. Because that's where... It, it comes in a lot. The more popular you mm-hmm. get, the more you're a target. But then that's just like the stronger you need to be, you know? Yeah.
1: And then you get all kinds of dick pics. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait
3: for those. Whoa. So have you told them about our DM sliding pants? Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> I had a... Um, no friction. <laughs> I I got a uh, a message from a guy from Sweden today who was naked in the shower and asked me if I liked it. Oh huh. my god! I told him I loved it. You know, yeah. obviously I love. <laughs> like, yeah, I loved it, but I- I'm gonna have to block you because uh, my other boyfriends will get mad. <laughs>
0: why? Why do you? you, think you- is. <laughs> why do you think you feel that way about yourself? Um, I don't know. Like, why do you think you feel fat if, if everyone else, uh, no one else is saying that you're fat? I don't know. I well, well, like, why do I feel that way now? Like, it w- I mean, I would just like, uh, what do you weigh right now? One ninety. One ninety. I mean, that's pretty good weight for your height. What is there? Is there still weight? considered obese? Is there a weight? That overweight, you know, is way a, over, yeah. way over is, there, is, there, height, is there a weight yeah. that you want to
3: be? Yeah, about
0: 170,
3: 165, sixty five, one seventy. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> around around there. I think you know. I think I think that that's it's it's healthy. Um, I I still can't. I'm like, dude. I I guess you just have to stop lifting weights to lose yeah. to lose well, like, you a lot also... of muscle. And you gotta like not eat as much protein also, yeah. but. I, yeah. I don't get smaller even when I like lose
0: weight. I, I'm just losing fat.
3: You yeah. Know? Well, because
0: it, it's kind of the that Gary Tobbs syndrome. You're you're a certain person. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. you are the byproduct of every thought, every everything that you ever thought about yourself, everything other people ever thought or said or any of these things. It's all stuck in your system, and it, it's going to take, uh, you know, a real change of uh, everything in your head, everything in your body, every all the food. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a huge change. And it will take a long time. Yeah. Whether you said you, you know, you well, said the think, other day, like, how do I, how do I would like to like kind of tighten up? And I said, it's going to take a year. Yeah. And that's you just, that's know? just it's, honesty. That's yeah, like 12, reality. 12 to 16 months is, is going to well, be, but the stay reason, at weight and continue to get lighter. And that's what it's going to look I like. I think the reason I said that to you is
3: because you're realistic. You're like, you know what? Just actually... What you're doing is actually working really well. And if you just stay with what you're doing, you don't have to make it any harder to get there. You'll, you'll get there. It'll just take longer. Now, like I know that I could do stuff like I could do uh, protein sparing, you know, protein sparing modified fast and all that stuff. And I can lose weight like really fast, but then I'm just going to gain it back because we already know that we've already seen that a million times. Like people do that to get down to another mm-hmm. level and they use fasting and they use all these things. And then when they get down to that
0: level, yeah. they'll, they come back and they gain back the 20 pounds and fasting is really, it's you know, interesting, is really beneficial. And I, I think it, I think it's awesome. Uh, especially in conjunction with the ketogenic diet. And I'm not talking about like crazy, crazy fasting. I'm talking about like intermittent fasting, I think intermittent fasting and throwing in a day here and there. Yeah. 18 to 24 hours or 16 to 24 hours. Um, I think can really be real beneficial. And then people are like, Well, what about your strength? Your your strength is it's not gonna you're not eating food. You're you're choosing to consume less food. Your strength is not gonna be great. If you're gonna do if you're gonna if you're gonna start to try to lose weight and you're losing a pound or two every week, your strength is going to go down. If you lose weight slower, you might have different results. Like you said, you're, you're, you're getting stronger, but you're also getting stronger because you've been approximately the same body weight for a little while. Right. Yeah. Kind of like, let, and I'm leveled. not getting stronger than I ever was. Like, that's the
3: other thing is yeah, like, I, 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 I was a lot stronger in the past. I'm not getting stronger than I ever was, but I'm getting my you're strength You're stronger back. than you've been in like 20 years. Yeah. 15 years.
1: By. Probably because you're feeling less pain though,
3: right? A lot of it has to do with feeling mm-hmm. less pain and the feeling less pain has to do with a whole lot mm-hmm. of different things. It's not just a uh, kratom, you know, like we it's not just one thing it's there's a a whole lot that's involved in that and then when i when i get up every morning there's about an hour
0: that it takes to get ready you know to go to the gym Mm -hmm. um, regardless of what i'm going to do i think that's a real important thing in general is that all of what we've been talking about today and especially when it comes to obesity it's a multi-layered thing there's just so many uh, so many layers to peel back and to try to figure out it's not just it's not just the food we know we already know that the food is definitely a problem, but there's emotional attachment to it. There's bad habits. There's people just don't they don't know where to start. They don't know what to eat. They don't know what to do. There there's a lot of um, there's a lot more attached to it than it just being a a problem of uh, consuming too much food. Um, it's the wrong foods, at the wrong times, and uh, people yo-yo dieting. I mean, there's so many different ways. That people can get fat. There's some some people uh, just get fat because they get drunk on the weekend because mm-hmm. they fucking eat too much. Mm-hmm. You know, on on, on the uh, they just do it every weekend. But during the week, they eat good and they train. Yeah. You said the other day that you you trained almost every day and you were like 30 percent body fat. I trained almost
3: every day. And I tried to eat low carb and I like, so for the most part, my, for the past 20 years, I did eat low carb. Mm -hmm. I did eat some sort of keto, but it was like a, I would cheat a lot. You know, I, I wasn't strict.
0: And I, you and mad dog would do that. You guys had that kind of cycle of like Monday morning would come around and you would, you would hit the cardio up hard and eat less. And
3: it's alcoholic behavior though, with food. Yeah. And that's, and that's what that is. That's alcoholic and drug addict behavior. So it makes sense that Mad Dog and I both had a drug and alcohol problem. It's like, you know, you'll hide stuff. You'll, you'll, you won't tell people like oh, that you ate this or that. Cause you're supposed to be healthy. DJ web. You know, <laughs> yeah. you Start hiding <laughs> shit. You know? Pizza. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's one of, cool. one of our guys, DJ,
3: he, oh, I know DJ. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. So he, he ordered a pizza, but he had the delivery driver turn his lights off and meet him outside So his wife wouldn't find out that he was eating pizza because they were both dieting together. I did that in the beginning
3: of our keto diet where I (laughs) told Lauren, I said, you know what? I got to get up real early tomorrow. (laughs) And so I'm going to go put gas in the car now. Yeah. And whatever. And I left and I went to the store and I bought uh, two. It was when I first started keto. I bought two packages of Starburst. Mm. And I just killed them in the car. And, you know, Starburst, you got to unwrap them all, mm-hmm. each each one. And they were like the sweet That's and sour bad. ones. And they were, they were, it was like the most amazing thing ever as I sat in my car eating these sweet and sour Starbursts and I'm being so fat. But then uh, as soon as I went back inside, I had to tell Lauren. I'm like, ah, you, <laughs> you know what? Guilty. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is so fat. And then she got mad at me. Yeah. And then I said, but you know what? I felt so bad doing it that I'll never do it again. Yeah. And that was like the first week that I did, that I started keto about wow. two years ago. And so I never did do that again. You know, I'm, I'm sure I had candy since then, but not in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of way is bad. Like when you're doing something, uh, secretively and you're hiding it from <laughs> your significant other. Cause you don't want them to find out you're cheating on the diet. Yeah. You're, sa- you're saying that you, you will want to get down to like somewhere like 10% body
1: fat. Um, I'd and, like to, you yeah. know, I think
3: people throw that number around way too much though. I think what most people are talking about is actually around 15%. Right, right. So maybe I, maybe I well, only 10, need to lose yeah, like a couple 10, percent. 10, 10% 10. on a
0: DEXA scan would be, what, or 15% would be uh, probably closer to uh, what you're talking about like mm-hmm. on a DEXA scan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If, and if that comes with, lo- like, let's say it's, you got to lose 10% body fat. If that comes with losing 10% in strength, are you okay with that?
3: Oh yeah, I don't care about, I don't really care about strength at Mm -hmm. all anymore. I like strength. It seems to be fun, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, but I, I don't care about it anymore. Like I used to, I'm not really trying to win any competition. So
0: like for today, like we just, we just lifted, you know, and yesterday we just, we just lifted like, uh, you're oh, the, the weight always matters. You always want to have weight on the bar. Um, but also we were, we were just lifting and we're just having fun with it too. And, um. going to be a little competitive and you and you want to try to um stick it not to everybody else necessarily but to yourself because you want to have a good workout you want to you want to train hard and and feel good that you you put in a good uh strong effort but like when we squatted today there wasn't really like this real specific uh plan laid out it was like let's just put plates on there and then when it feels heavy let's just do it a few times for reps and then let's do that for a couple sets and then we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. And the goal today
3: was just, um, you know, I haven't lifted with Mark in a long time. So the goal was just to like kind of try to keep up and not be such a pansy, you know, (laughs) like not say, I can't do this. I can't do this because that's what I was doing a lot. And I wasn't getting results that way. And when I started getting results is when I started listening to Mark and saying, okay, maybe you can do it. You know, maybe you should take that encouragement and use it in a positive way and, you can do these things. Stop saying that you can't just do it less weight, do it lighter, do less reps, mm-hmm. do make it easier,
0: move your, move your uh, stance in, move your let's shoulder. Uh, in. Let's just P- put it this way. Out. Every single person that comes to this gym can do any and everything that I can do. Just fine. They can do every movement that I can do. Uh, they can use like, you know, and then some, and there's people more athletic and, and stronger and, um, But even, even at my strongest, uh, there's, everyone can perform a sumo deadlift. Everybody has the ability to perform a conventional deadlift, a bicep curl, a rack pull. Uh, we all, we all have these, uh, abilities to continue to work on being better. And uh, when you throw that obstacle up of, I, I, I don't know, man, like this hurts, uh, my elbow or this hurts my shoulder. There's always an alternative, you know, there's always, you don't want to just push through stuff just cause you want to push through it. Um, but sometimes you kind of have to, mm-hmm. and you just gotta, you know, the, the, I can't, they need to turn into, you can kind of change, you can change your tone a little bit and say, I'm having trouble doing that for now. I'm gonna to choose to do something else. And it, you have to take ownership of it. And you have to um not let the workout own you. They say the same thing about business. You have to own like sometimes I own slingshot and sometimes slingshot owns my ass, you know? It's just the way it is. You have got to take responsibility for these things so they don't hurt you, and they don't damage you.
1: Yeah, that was funny. Uh you guys were doing incline presses. Mm-hmm. and you had oh like my. You had like 185 on there <laughs> and chris was, chris was like oh, i can't do that he's like i can't do that and then mark just, he said that's not what i asked you yeah oh,
3: yeah yeah, you know like yeah yeah like, i can't i'll get killed doing that yeah you know? yeah that was that, that's how you realize like you go yeah like, he's well, like i can't, can't i can't lift that weight he said yeah, yeah. well because it was too much yeah it was like too much weight but then i just but i was asking him about the exercise yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it was
1: funny because you got you got so irritated because you are like, that's not what I asked you.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said, are you lifting? And I said, I, I can't lift that much. I can't do that yeah. much. And he's like, ah, that's not what I asked you. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, just shut up and lift. Just put and on you, lighter you weight. And did
1: everything that he did.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did everything. And then even when awesome. we got to a point where I couldn't do um, chest flies because I have a torn rotator cuff. So mm-hmm. we go to do chest flies and he's like, well, look, just put the dumbbells together and press them. You know, press them together. Charles Glass showed us this. Remember this movement. That doesn't hurt your shoulder, and it's not the same movement. It's not giving you the same exact, um, you know, movement, but it's close enough, and it's fine. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hurt, so it's more optimal. Yeah, you guys were beating each other up yesterday. Oh man, it was brutal.
0: Yeah, (laughs) people just need to, you know, not really change their mind, but they need to work on changing their mindset. We talked about changing their environment. Uh, The environment can be physical. It could be emotional. Um, but it also is just, uh, the language that you have in your own head, uh, the arrangement of your day. Remember we talked earlier about getting stuck, trying to get stuck. Don't get stuck in too many, don't get stuck in too many things that are pulling you away from the things that you want to do because they're taking away that when you're, when you're distracted, it's taking away from other things that you're supposed to be doing. And that's going to, um, not make you feel good because it's not mm-hmm. going to give you the, uh, the, the results that you want. And, uh, something I have here in my notes for today, which I think is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's your mental environment. It's your emotional environment. You want to trade like going to a bar on a Friday night for a squat bar or a deadlift bar, mm-hmm. you know, trade trade a bad habit for a good one, yeah. you know, trade an audio book, uh, you know, listen to an audio book instead of going on Facebook. There's, there's a lot of things that you can do uh, you can engage in, in meditation. You can use that time real wisely or you can sit in a sauna or go in a hot tub and you can figure out how am I going to fucking recover from the different things that I did for today so that I can be really productive the next day because it's yeah. day in and day out. Even as, even in terms of just the li- the lifting we did yesterday, Smokey's like, oh, are we doing arms too? I'm like, nope. <laughs> the, it's like the, when are we do an arms. I'm like so the thing tomorrow you, or the next day it doesn't mm, matter right we're not heart. doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have
3: something to share with everybody because I just I do this all the time. I think it's important. I think that um it's really important to just take some time. I do this every night as I go through my phone and I I look for some podcasts, audiobooks and I queue up things um could could be Netflix, it could be YouTube, it could be anything but like queue up some things to listen to or to watch. The, like the next day, like that, that you want to learn about and like put them in your cues and put them, you know, put them to listen to because I, that's, that's how I've, I basically have listened to every keto audiobook, every mm-hmm. keto podcast, every, you know, because I wanted to learn a lot about the subject matter. And it's the easiest and best way uh, to learn just while you're doing other stuff. So while I'm doing all these walks and doing all this walking and cardio and stuff, like I don't do a lot of cardio, I just mm-hmm. walk and I just walk at a normal, rate. I don't go ever any, ever any faster. I walk about an hour a day and I always have something to listen to. That's always educating me, you know, and I feel like I can always find time to walk around my neighborhood and listen to something
0: that's important. Yeah. I I do that when I get in the car. Yeah. It might or be something. Car, it
3: could be the car too. It depends on if you have to drive.
0: Yeah. It might traffic. be, it might be something that, uh, I only listen to for a few minutes. Um, and it might be something I listen to 20 times. Um, but it, just because you listen to it a bunch doesn't mean that there's not there's still a lot of great information in there you might might have missed something or it might uh re-spark something that you were thinking about at some other time so i i do a lot of that as well and i i don't listen to a lot of podcasts um but i listen to i just search for all kinds of different shit on youtube
3: mm-hmm. a lot of times what i find is like for example gary Tobbs. he's a he's a great example he's got podcast with rogan it's like three hours and it's awesome but then when you really want to dive into the works of gary Tobbs, who's one of the best guys in this sort of space of nutrition um then you listen to his audiobooks which are really you know they take 10 hours to listen to Mm -hmm. you know or 12 hours to listen to and that that's that's the way I, i i get excited or i get fired up on somebody by like maybe listen i hear him on rogan or i hear him on some other podcast, and then i'll go buy their book and then you know listen to that and That's how I get my education really. And I sort of re-educated myself about, uh, about food in the past, you know, two years. I knew nothing about it really. When we started, I thought I did.
0: No, it's, it's, I still don't really know a whole lot, you
3: know, Well, it's
0: every evolving and there, there's not really a lot of facts, right? You can't really just say, Hey man, you need to eat red meat. You can't really just say, um, you can probably, uh, say like if you were just to eat red meat that you would pro- that most people would probably lose weight but uh there's no guarantee that that person doesn't have some sort of weird pre-existing condition that doesn't mesh with red meat right but in general it 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 would help but yeah it's hard to like just whip out like a fact yeah part of this is just interesting trying to figure
3: it out like right. I, I think that that's where a lot of us have fun with it it's like we're everybody's kind of trying to still figure it out right it's mm-hmm. trying to find that is there a magical thing? And it's like, I would find out there probably will never be a magical thing or a magical diet that works for everybody.
0: The, the key is, you know, what, what do you eat and where do you, where do you start? And you start with just cut it, just trying to cut out junk. And you know, you know, the junk food that you're eating. Um, every society has the same so problem with the junk. A food. lot of people say, you know, um, like Gary Tobbs and some other people, they're like, you know, uh, we're some people will say we're fat because of the food pyramid. That's not necessarily what Gary Taub says we're not fat because of the fucking food pyramid. We're fat because we make really poor decisions and we eat way too much really calorically dense foods. I mentioned earlier that I'm not a fan of calories, but so doesn't mean that they don't exist. They are still they they are still an issue. People are over-consuming carbohydrates because the fuckers taste so good. And that's a, that's a huge problem. But Gary Tobbs and some of these other people, they're going to be like, the real problem was when we went low-fat. That ain't the problem. Who the fuck went low-fat? Well, Nobody. The, whole, the entire country did for in like 1980. They, they, well, they didn't. They didn't go low-fat because the entire country ate like shit then. And they still eat like shit. They didn't follow the plan. They didn't follow... If, if people are... You know, people were discovering that they thought fat was negative for uh, heart health, right? And so they thought that that was the problem. That wasn't necessarily the problem, right? But they got rid of fat. People that eat people that eat a healthy diet that has carbohydrates, uh, has minimal amounts of fat, and has a good amount of protein. A lot of those people are going to be very, very healthy, even when they eat carbohydrate, even when they eat kind of a lot of carbohydrates, especially if they're moving. The problem is people stop moving and people ate like shit and the carbohydrate stuff, there's not even a good source of carbohydrates. You know that you can't eat uh, fucking snack wells, uh, whatever, reduce fat. And everyone's like, oh, well, they took this stuff and, and they reduced the fat, but then they they put more sugar. Yeah, in so it. you're telling me that like like regular Oreo cookies,
3: they have more fat in them than snack wells so is that the problem is that oh we, we replace the problem Oreos is that people wells? don't that's not
0: the problem the problem is that people bought snack wells on one day and oreo cookies the next <laughs> that's the problem people yeah.
3: well people the, the other problem too is still that, just eat they have really poor fucking habits uh, well the the interesting thing is that when you take something like a snack well that shoots your insulin levels up through the right. roof and has no fat to like sort of slow it down it's going to shoot your insulin levels up through the roof so when you eat your uh, dinner your turkey and your mashed potatoes and this and that a lot of that stuff is going to end up getting stored as fat because you ate some snack wells with it that shot your insulin levels up and stored it as fat whereas like if you skip the snack wells you're not going to have as much of that problem
0: there shouldn't be there shouldn't be any snacks there yeah. shouldn't be any well, that's, desserts that's the problem yeah you know your uh the 80 20 rule of like you know trying to eat you know fruits and vegetables and meat is, is ha- has been uh around for you know it's been not the eighty twenty rule, but like eating, uh, fruits, vegetables, and meat has been around forever, been around for like people know, people know, they know, they know that, um, the government may have, uh, swayed things certain ways, and they may have flooded our grocery stores, uh, with a lot of junk. I think most of the, I think 80% of the stuff in a grocery store has refined sugar in it. 80%. That's a yeah, lot. But, and we, we've known for, about but it does, that doesn't mean there's not healthy choices there.
3: No, there we, we've known for 20 plus years. You and I have actually known for over 20 years. We've known this fact. That if you go to a store and you walk around the perimeter of the store, yeah, you, shop around the outside. You, you don't shop in any of the center aisles. There's almost no yeah. way. And they picked up on that because they try to put some hmm. junk. Oh, yeah. yeah in no. Well, now Whole Foods, they have one whole aisle where their hot food is. That's the garbage section of the entire store is the hot. <laughs> the hot food at Whole Foods is one of the most unhealthy sections in any store. The people think when they go to like Trader Joe's or they no, go. No, it's to... all fake healthy. It's fake healthy. The yeah. whole thing. A lot whole of place. What about yeah.
0: corn? Well, what corn, about it? Corn is it, today, corn tomorrow. Yeah, is ter- 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 it terrible like, plant? It's like in everything. <laughs> well, it's yeah, everywhere,
3: I mean, right? I, I love corn. First of all, I think it tastes great. Well, I don't think. Co- in, I don't think. So-
0: I don't think corn is our problem. I think what we do with the corn can be a problem because mm-hmm. you know people are making like high fructose corn syrup and right. doing all these things. It turns into corn syrup and corn oil <laughs> and I all think, these things. Yeah. I think if you ate corn, like corn on the cob, let's say, <laughs> let's say you ate it. Uh, Five times a year. I don't, uh, I don't that's think it's, not going to bother you. I don't think there's any fucking harm in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like, are you, you know, do you love corn so much you're going to eat it but every day? But a big day? problem
3: is corn used to be like this big. It used to be like an inch, right? right? Like a, a an ear of corn used to be like an inch long. Now yeah. it's at least a foot. So that's a huge problem, right? Like that's corn didn't used to be, you know, there's like those little tiny corn things that used to you see them in like Chinese food. Yeah. That's what corn used to actually look like. Right. And so that's
1: with everything though. Right. Yeah. Oh,
3: it's with almost everything. everything. Yeah. I mean, strawberries are like almost the size of a small apple now. And Mm -hmm. then an apple is the size of a grapefruit. Like it's crazy how they've, how things have grown. And the other day I went to Whole Foods and I bought like fruit and I, I cut it open. There's no juice in it. (laughs) And that's because we don't, we're not regenerating the soil like we used to. We don't have soil with the proper nutrients in it. Our fruit is losing the nutrients all the fruits have less vitamins and
0: they're less nutritious than they used to be. And
3: yeah, a lot of that stuff is, is crazy. When you know? I was
0: watching, uh, that sugar movie documentary, which I thought was, uh, exe- good, yeah. executed really well. I thought they did some really cool stuff that was unique and different. Um, but when I was watching that movie, you know, there was a section in there where the Aborigine people they went through these ups and downs with uh their health and uh in short you know they they blamed it on this like on the local grocery stores and they were like oh the grocery stores brought in soda then then the uh the community decided hey we're gonna safeguard ourselves we're gonna like defat ourselves fat safe ourselves right and we're gonna get rid of uh they got rid of alcohol and they got rid of like sodas and things like that and so they made they made some really good decisions but what i thought was interesting is when the woman was talking about um anyway they're they're back to being screwed again because they lost the funding for some of that and and now a lot a lot of the sugars come back in. Um, the woman was like, you know, the stores you know she was like the stores you know they have all this food it's not it's not the st- it's not the store's fault no, that the you're stores, fat the store's only gonna sell what 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 sells and and right like so if we have um you know if we have uh milk and we got uh all these things that are just they they're not like milk tastes good. But it doesn't, it doesn't have the pop that uh, Coca-Cola does, right? Mm-hmm. People are going to tend to buy the Coca-Cola more. And I think w- a problem and a bell that you can't unring is the f- just the fact that there is a fucking store. I think that that can be problematic in and of itself because the store is a commercial space that is trying to make money. And so they're going to have Doritos. They're going to have all these things because if they don't have it, they know that you're just going to drive to another store uh, to go and get it. And so... A lot. I mean, a lot of this stuff, fruits, vegetables, uh, whatever meat you had, you had to like forage for or hunt for it. You had to figure out a different way to get it. And now we have access to all these things 24 seven, but we can't blame the food pyramid. We can't blame anything the government has done because the government, um, where else is the government really impacting me or hurting me? Or you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, some people will be up in arms about certain things, about certain gun laws or what, you know. You know, it's the same thing that's happening in our
3: school. Well, go- why why does the government give us recommendations? They give it to us to try to help us. Right. They haven't been great. Yeah. They haven't been great, but they also haven't been I, like, yeah. I'll give you a good example. Jimmy Moore. He's a huge, you know, uh, conspiracy theorist. Well, he's a voice in the, <laughs> in the, in the, in the keto world. Yeah. But he says, you know, he gets on his podcast. He's like, I ate everything that they told me to eat eat and I weighed 420 pounds and I ate just according to the food pyramid then he he talks about drinking like (laughs) gallons of soda like he taught when he talks about what he used to eat it's the most disgusting horrifying thing you've ever heard from a human being that they used to eat and he makes a claim in the beginning of his book that he went to speak in front of congress about how he was screwed by the food pyramid and that's why he was overweight and I think that's just so disingenuous and such bullshit because it's just not true it's like no no you were 420 pounds because you ate like 5,000 calories a day. There's nowhere on the food pyramid that does does it have a 5,000 calorie a day thing to eat. Now, some people, like Greg's a good example, he was overweight, he was eating bad foods, but he wasn't really eating a lot. So he got up to like 300 pounds, which is a lot of weight to Mm -hmm. to get like, he gained a lot of weight. And most of the things he was eating were normal. Like he, he ate like a normal breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, but he ate Doritos and he ate soda, you know, had soda a lot and stuff like that. And that's what, that's what really blew them up. And I yeah. think that, um, I think
0: some, I think some of this too is like, people are just full of shit. I think, I think they know, like they know, they, they know that they know that they're fat and they know that they need to do something about it. And I, I do not personally believe, that people don't know. Scapegoats are easy. It's easy to I, say, you know what? I'm going to blame it on this. It's easy to give
3: up. It's easier to give up. It's easy. To, it's easier to be sad. It's well, easier to Well, that's why be... people say, when I get this, it's going to be different. They right. know that they're probably never going to get that either. They're never right. going to get that new car. They're never going to
0: get that raise. They're never going to get that new Almost everybody that has been excessively fat has lost weight before. So they, they, they know, they kind of know in general, like, you know, some things to do, they know to eat less and to move around more. Right. Which is what we hear all the time. But Gary Tobbs talks about how dangerous that is because that can be really difficult because somebody who's obese or somebody who's overweight, it's really just too fucking hard for them to execute on. Once you actually move more, you right. eat more. That's just a fact. Yeah.
3: And that's a fact that we can't get around and exercise. Isn't that real? It's not that important for weight loss. It's very important for keeping weight off. So it's very important for people to maintain their physique. But I think what's really important is building muscle. Like we talk about that all the time. And that's something that's not brought up in like any of these nutrition books or any of these keto books. Not one of them talks about building
0: muscle. Do you think that other than like some weird tricks that you and I know, do you think that if you held up, you know, a uh, chicken breast, uh, versus a burrito that people would think the burrito's more healthy like do you think people are that clueless no uh if you had a <laughs> picture of a picture <laughs> of ice cream versus uh an apple yeah right 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 people like people know people know Wh- which people one of know. these is bad yeah
3: mm-hmm. fruits vegetables and meats well that's something that we talked about maybe even doing in the movie we go show those things to like Let's even break it down further. Let's show it to a hundred kids,
0: and 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 then and then every once in a while a dick pic slips in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know how that got tossed in there. That must have been my brother's. Uh... Yeah.
3: Sorry about having my. I account. think if you showed kids a dick pic and asked them which was what's bad for you, yeah,
0: know. that's that's you don't funny. think it would go over well. I think we might get in trouble. Yeah. The fucking FDA—they got all kinds of rules. We could fake so we we rules. Could, we, could, we could fake it. Yeah. That'd be funny. But I, I, you know, I think that, um, you know, even just thinking of like Quinn, when I, when I did a, a video a long time ago and I said, you know, I'm talking about nutrition and she's popping in there and she's like answering questions on uh, an old uh, power project video. And I was like, Oh, I'm trying to teach people about being healthy. And I was like, well, you know, cause she, she was, wouldn't stop. She wanted the attention. And I was like, well, what do you think people should do? She's like, I think people should run really fast. And I was like, oh okay cool like what else she's like i don't know uh you know don't eat a lot of sugar like don't eat a lot of junk like she says all this stuff she's like four years old wow in in the video um and then she mentioned something about eating like i forget like fruit or something she mentioned something but remember the other night when we ate you know the plate of food that she had Mm -hmm. she had uh like four ounces or five ounces of chicken breast with some fruit, right? She, with vegetables. some fruit and vegetables. That was her dinner. Yeah. And, no, and she, there was no, like, she does it a lot. She's just, she's aware. And I, you know, as we start to wrap some of this up, I think the ultimate goal would be for people to not really have to be on a diet. I think you and I got, you know, you and I gained weight. Um, somebody like Greg fell into a massive, uh, pitfall. There's, there's all these uh, traps out there of, of convenient foods that taste really fucking good. But if we can figure out ways of uh, educating people, we just talked about how we feel like people do kind of know, but they don't want to know. They just want to keep living their life and, and have it be simple and enjoy the food because they hate their fucking job and their wife and everything else. But if we can educate you at a young age to the point where you can make good, healthy conscious decisions for yourself and be mindful of the things that you're eating. Maybe you don't need to have a lifestyle of being on some crazy, really strict, strict diet. Maybe you can just kind of be like, you know what? I'm going to eat whatever I want. I just can't eat it whenever I want. The majority of my food has to be healthy because I want to feel good. And healthy could mean something a little bit different for each person.
3: Yeah. And also like when people need to realize uh, we all start at a different place too. So for people like Greg, he's starting kind of, you know, at 50 years old or 49 years old or 48, whatever he's at a disadvantage a little bit to a lot of other people who started way younger, right? So the younger you start, the better, Uh, the better shape you're in when you start the better, you don't have as far to go, obviously. So we have to take those things into consideration. And if you're not healthy, When you start, it's going to take a little while to get you healthy, at least six months to get you going towards really good health, to get you in great health. It might take a year or more, you know, it might take a lot longer than that. If you're really, you know, like a Tyler Cartwright took him 11 years or whatever to go from 500 pounds to 230 pounds.
0: And I think there's a lot of people that are like Greg, there's a lot of people that are like Tyler that have become, you know, you don't always want to make everything, uh, like scientific, but they abused food for a long time. and through whatever mechanism, whether you want to say it was through sugar or through excess food or whatever, they became insulin resistant. Yeah, that's what people need to know. It's exponential. There's a lot of people that can, there's there's millions and millions of people right now, if they started a ketogenic style diet and they were able to work towards being able to follow it, which might take you three months, by the way, might take you a little bit of time to start to figure it out. If you can, if you can do that, you can be in a lot better position than you are right now. In six months from now, you could weigh 20 pounds less, 40 pounds less, yeah. 60 pounds less. We've seen that over and over again. Well, but the people that are insulin resistant, it's really hard to just say, why don't you try Weight Watchers? Because like Weight Watchers has too many options. Yeah. Not that Weight Watchers is bad. Weight Watchers is probably the most successful diet plan that's ever existed because it's helped so many fucking people lose weight. Yeah but it has too many options in there. And so many of those people, as soon as they discontinue going to the meetings and some of the help and reinforcement, they gain the weight back because they never really learned what to do. Well, You'll hear people go eggs are zero points now. And they, they have no idea what that means or what that is.
3: And eggs are like a thousand points on like a real diet. Like eggs are awesome, right? Like they, you should be encouraging people to have eggs, not like eggs are a throwaway food, eat as many of them as you want. And it's a, it's a weird diet. And I think that, um, it doesn't teach you about food and it doesn't teach you a good relationship with food at all. It teaches you to associate food with points, with numbers. And I think that's really a, a yeah.
0: weird thing. Well, and I think it's, that's it's, why it's, it's failed it's, a lot of people. Yeah.
3: Well, it's, a, well, again, you know, it's people. failed more people than it's helped else. It wouldn't still be around. It been, <laughs> it'd be the answer.
0: Yeah. It would be, well, it, people are failing the diet though, too. Cause it's, it's not, I mean, it's, they do have a point system, but that's just to get you away from trying to keep track of 2,400 calories and 2,753 versus, it's, yeah, it's another way to just to try to, to keep it, yeah. the numbers low so that you don't have this crazy, uh, you know, these crazy numbers to, uh, deal with. You don't have to calculate as much, right. But if it fits your macros and some of those other diets, flexible dieting, they're actually not too much different than a, I think uh, the thing about weight watchers, that's a good thing is the fact that they have meetings.
3: I think that, um, You know, like if we had keto meetings here at the gym and we'd probably have a bunch of people show up and it'd be actually good to sit there and talk about nutrition with a bunch of people. Like that's, that's an interesting part of Weight Watchers. I think the support group from being somebody that's gone to rehab, I
0: know Mm -hmm. that the, that really helps a lot a lot of people. People definitely do need help. They need a support group. Um, but as I was mentioning, you know, the, the insulin resistance thing, when, when somebody abuses food for a long time, they become really heavy, uh, in my opinion, a ketogenic diet is probably the place to start because it can train you and it can give you discipline and you can learn a lot as you go through it. And you should be reading books like the war on carbs, like, uh, Rob Wolf's, uh, get wired and you should be, uh, looking at wired to eat eat. and you should be looking at, uh, Mark Sisson's book. Uh, what's that called? The 21 keto, 21 day keto reset. There you go. Primal blueprint. Yeah. yeah. You should be, you should be looking into some of these things because they can really make a big difference, but if you have, if you're someone who's heavy and you struggle with it your whole life, you're going to have a really hard time trying any diet that has any significant amount of carbohydrates in it. You're never going to be able to, uh, get that first step, which is the most important thing. You have to get momentum and to even be on a ketogenic diet. It takes you about two weeks to even produce ketones. Like there's no other diet that exists. that's
3: like it. Yeah. And it's not, and that's the other thing is like the one, the one reason, the thing that held me back for so long from doing it all the time was like, I just never knew that you could do it all the time. I thought it was unhealthy. I thought there was something wrong with it. Once I found out like, wait, you can live in ketosis like for the rest of your life and you'd actually be really well off. There's a lot of great benefits to it. I had no idea. And so when I figured that stuff out, that's when I decided to like stay on it more
0: long-term. There's a lot of good other options out there too. You can look into like Rob Wolf's Paleo Solution. There's another diet called Whole30. There's diets that have other options. It's just that from what we've seen, most people that are heavy, they'd have a really hard time with the carbohydrates. And if you allow them to have any, uh, as we've seen when uh, America tried to have a low fat craze, it just forced people to go off the deep end even more and made people fatter. It wasn't necessarily the low fat foods, but the low fat foods kind of sparked some of that because you were taking away something that people love. Yeah, stuff like that. Whole thirty
3: diet. A lot of these diets have really good rules. Like whole thirty is like, hey, uh, if you really want to lose weight, stay away from sugar alcohols and stay. And and I would say the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. If you really want to drop your weight as much as you can, stay away from almost everything. You know. Right. Except for protein what's, and what's fat, what's like
0: a, a desired amount of days that somebody would have to be? Let's just say like eighty percent strict. Like how many days do you think someone has to be eighty percent strict? That's heavy to get into ketosis. No, or? just to lose some weight, just to lose three pounds or two pounds or five pounds. Like not, oh, like a couple of days because well, you start losing weight right away. Right, uh, a lot of that'll be water weight in the beginning. When you first started this diet, like you seem more determined now. But when you first started this diet, you. You had like, and I, I'm the same, uh, but you had like spurts, right? Where there would be four days of, of doing really good a day or half day off. Right. There'd be 20 days of doing really good, you know, uh, a break because you have like quest bars and popcorn or like whatever the fuck it is you do, you go off it a little bit. Right. It, it was but, always that. And in, in trying this diet, my hardest thing has been like, well, we've been making, but what my point is, is that still works. Yeah. Like that's important for people to understand if you can make it 10 days, 12 days, 20 days, the more, the longer that you make it kind of the better, but you have to just, it can't be, it can't be one day. It can't be two days. It's gotta be like five, seven, but hopefully you can have those days end up being longer over a period of time because Back to what we talked about earlier, you're building willpower, you're building strength, you're building determination, and you're becoming more and more dedicated to the diet all the time. And instead of, you know, rummaging through your cabinet in the middle of the night, if you're dying for something, you just fucking fry up an omelet. I'm also realizing
3: like what you said is like, you have these spurts and you go back and forth and then like, sometimes you revert back to things. Like, so I've told people, oh yeah, you'll spin out of control. I've told people both sides. I said, you know what? You should drink bulletproof coffee. All day long, and maybe eat one meal i've I've told people that like that because that's worked for me, but then I'm like, you know what this there's no nutrients in bulletproof coffee. Don't drink bulletproof coffee anymore, and then I didn't drink it for a long time. and then I went back to like, you know what? I actually like bulletproof coffee. so how about let's be smart about it? Let's drink a bulletproof coffee whenever I feel like having one, but not not all the time and not not none of the time, mm-hmm. just whenever I feel like like let's be reasonable about it and that that's what happens to me like on a lot of things, like with sugar alcohols be like you know, I don't have any, then ah, you can have a little bit. And then now it's like, okay, let's be reasonable about it. Let's just have things every once in a while that are going to be a little bit off the diet. But like you said, um, being, you know, 80%, uh, strict is not that hard. Yeah. And like, it's really not that hard to be 80% strict. So
1: is 80% the uh, reasonable number? Meaning
3: not for a keto diet, mm-hmm. because for a keto diet, you, I, I think you want to stay in ketosis. Right. I, I think it's a mistake to do, uh, a lot of people will, will probably bash me for this, but I, I think it's a mistake to do a cyclic ketogenic diet, because I don't really see the purpose in it, mm-hmm. unless you're actually trying to compete in something, and you're, you're going to um, cycle your carbs because you your competition. I just think,
0: but, I just think yeah. that you, uh, you, you, you wouldn't be on a... You just wouldn't be on a keto diet. Well, you know, I think like if you're trying, like if if your, if performance is the main focus, you would shift into a different diet rather than even. Well, using a Well, also a, cyclical keto- also
3: diet. a cyclic uh, ketogenic diet has shown some benefits to it, uh, to it also. But I think like if the goal, like for the most part, most people are on a ketogenic diet, like a ketogenic as defined by like medical, like they're on that kind of thing for weight loss a lot mm-hmm. of times. And so, you know, if you're not, right if you're not losing you got to you got to shift it you know
1: mhm yeah i'm just thinking cuz if you're saying 80 20 somebody might be listening saying okay i'm going to go 8 days clean yeah. and then the next weekend
3: well like lose so my you shit <laughs> yeah i mean if you want to choose that I, I, what i'm talking about is like so 80 20 on a carnivore diet mm-hmm. would be like 80% of my meals right would be uh just all meat and then my 20% meals would have some things in there that would be questionable. Uh, like they'd be vegetables and they'd be whatever. I, I, I wouldn't go 80 20, like 80% meat, 20% Pop-tarts. Oreos or Pop Tarts. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't think that would work
0: for, cool. for anybody. No, I, and that's certainly not what I'm talking about either. Uh, what I'm talking about is like you get an omelette, you told the motherfucker you didn't want potatoes, and they gave you potatoes anyway. And you, and you ate them. They, and, and you, yeah, you ate them or you ate a couple of them. That's, that's more of what I'm talking about. Cool. Or, uh, the wife cooked up something in particular and you're like, fuck it. You know what? I really like that. I'm going to have, you know, half of this enchilada or whatever it is. And then you're going to, that wasn't a racist comment. I wasn't, you looked I, I, I right wasn't, at me. It wasn't, it wasn't meant to be that way. You were way. not looking at anybody else I, in this room. Okay. It was a racist comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you broke me. You you, you broke me down. <laughs> But that's, that's kind of more of like what gotcha. I meant, or maybe even you, I don't know, you have, you just have something that you're kind of craving, but you don't have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It might you be know? more like 90-10, but you know, yeah, they say like, probably. if you do it like
3: 80% of the time, you'll get, you know, but I think like, cause if you're trying to go for ketosis is a very specific thing. So if you're trying to get into ketosis, you're just not going to get into ketosis by eating like 20% if you were like, cause if you look at 80-20, I'm following the diet, 80-20, that doesn't necessarily mean Twenty percent carbs because we also have a macro.
0: Yeah, uh, it just means that like on the diet. Um, may- maybe you had some fucking jerky that's got seven grams of carbs in it, or, or it's something got like some this. soy in it, and it shouldn't have. Yeah, soy. you're just eating a couple things that were like uh, that are like borderline. Mm-hmm.
3: Which... Yeah, or you have some diet cokes, and you've decided that you you're, you're going to cut them out from now on. You <laughs> know, whatever.
0: You're you're eighty twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you can you can lose a crazy amount of weight um, on a real ketogenic diet. Um, it's hard though. And it's weird, you know, to get all the oil in and all the fats. I mean, you have to, you know, I used to think like, oh my God, it's like unnecessary to go out of your way to eat all these fats. Uh, but now, you know, after, after doing it for even just a few days, uh, I lost weight really rapidly when I came back from, uh, when I came back from France. I noticed a, a huge difference by, you know, doing what, uh, Thomas is it Delore? Is that Delore, say? Yeah yeah, by doing some of the recommendations that he had, um, of doing a really hardcore keto diet. And then once you get your ketones ranked up to, uh, about 1.0 or so, uh, and it, that was another thing I didn't really think mattered was checking your ketones, but in this particular state and, and getting, uh, uh trying to ha- trying to be like really, really full blast keto, it really did matter. And it really did make a difference in my book. I don't share anything like that. I, it's more, Um, like, Hey, just ditch your fucking carbs, keep the fat high. And that can work really well for people too. But if you want to try to dive all the way into keto, you got to try for several days, uh, to just eat around 80 or 90% fat. What I like about your book
3: is there's also so much confusion with keto that it's really hard to start for most people and they don't know how to. So if you can read a 66 page book and get it all, all in rather than taking, you know, 10 hours to read a bigger book, you yeah. know, that at least you can just
0: people. get started right. You can get started tomorrow with that. And book. most people aren't crazy enough to like, just eat some butter in the morning and, <laughs> <laughs> and some fucking uh, coconut oil.
3: Yeah. <sighs> but the easiest way to start a keto diet, is steak and eggs, just mm-hmm. ke- just eat steak and eggs every meal until you're, yeah, until eight. you're sick of it and want to do some reading, you know, yeah. but like, eight, if eight. you eat steak <laughs> and meal, steak and eggs, every single meal, like a piece, you know, a couple ounces of steak and maybe two eggs and you eat that every meal for the next, you know, Month right, mm-hmm. you would be you would be full after every meal, and you could even add add in like avocado. You'd that. be pretty satisfied
0: too. Be pretty satisfied,
3: and you just get so lean. Thanks, like I,
0: I might, might even do that. it.
3: I might even do it just to prove a point next month. Like I might just be like, you know what, steak and eggs for thirty days. Let's go and see who's with me. You know, because I th- I, I think it would. Ron be... pennis
0: they he did it for sixteen weeks. Yeah, crazy bastard. Damn. Yep. All right, we're gonna bounce on out of here. Anything else, Andrew?
1: Now that's it. Uh Greg Young was watching on Facebook for a while there. So shout out to him.
0: Perfect. I hope he hates us now.
1: Actually, he's still watching. There he is. What yeah. up,
3: Greg? We're gonna we're coming home soon. Coming
1: back. <laughs> Greg,
0: don't worry. We did not tell that story about your impotence on the show because we didn't want anybody to know. I Greg, think, please uh button did. up your pants. We're coming back right now. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. Strength is never a weakness, weakness is never strength. Bye. We love you guys.
3: Thank you.